All Fayil could do was think about her hiding place inside the town and pray. Hope and danger, and no way to untangle them. No way at all, except through magic! What's up, you dang nargs? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarose. And this is Knife of Dreams, Episode 1, a book club that will cover the chapters prologue through chapter 5. My brain just shut down right at the, <laughs> the top of the show. That was great. Prologue. Well, the chapters prologue is like a weird sentence, but I understood where, where you were I started to speak and realized I did not take Advil. And, you uh, didn't? I did not. Go no. do it now. No, it's okay. I'm fine. Um, and so here we are. Uh, before we get started, a couple of membership announcements already. Uh, Rantel Moore is back for seven months. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. And Dirt Burb has given five memberships to the community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Helping with Hell the green yeah. nargs. Uh, and then uh, Blue <laughs> comes in with the ten gifted subs. Blue, thank Dirt you Burb, so much. Blue, the two of you are mad lads, and we do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Truly. Y'all. Y'all. We got a book. We have an actual book that has plot this time. It's really, really nice. But before we get into that. Monkey is a member for a year. <laughs> is this how I quit? Yeah, one year. if you want. One, one year and you're done. Um, if you quit now, though, you miss out on all the exciting things we have coming up, Monkey. Yeah, exciting you're, things. You're the only person in the chat who knows about those. So. Exciting things coming up. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, we were lucky enough um, to have uh, Monkey over. Or a little bit of a uh, Lord of the Rings marathon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we got to spend some time IRL with our mod. We did not get a single photo. I realized. Yeah, I think Monkey's okay with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted it for me. We did, ah. I took zero photos that whole day. We had like 13 people in our house for a full day and I took no photos. I only took video of the movies that I've seen a million times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just taking videos of the screen with me shouting behind you. You and everybody else. Yeah. It was rowdy. Yeah. Dang nerdy keeping the other mods in the dark. Uh, Fabu knows. Because Fabu is going to be a part of it as well. It's. There, there, there's, there, there, it's guys, we have a very exciting project this summer. Um, we can't tell you about it until my birthday. Uh, the announcement for it is going to happen on my birthday, April 28th. And you're like, wow, you're announcing an announcement two months out. The size of this project is so large. That it involves getting it's like, like my balls. thirteen people on board. I need thirteen people on board. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I. What do you want me to say? I know you like gangbang porn. I don't know what you want me to do I said with my that. Balls. Oh my god. Um. It's fine. Whatever. We're 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 crushing it. So uh, yeah, we're uh yeah we do we're going to do a big um we're gonna do a big thing this summer. Yeah. And I'm very excited, a big but bad I'm very thing. scared. Uh -huh. <laughs> Because it's it's we're 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 putting money into it, and I'm like, oh, if this doesn't work, it's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. It's gonna fun. be awesome. It's we're, my greatest idea ever. We're very excited. We're very excited. Probably my second greatest after book club. Um, <laughs> we did have thirteen Aes Sedai in the house, never bluffs, but it yeah. was a mixture of Ashman and Aes Sedai. It, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's very powerful. Bob C, um, <laughs> thank you for that super chat. Hi guys, I'm so excited for the rest of the reviews book club. This book is probably tied for first place with book four. I understand why. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's go. I um, understand why. Uh, yeah, I mean, we already have so much to talk about. Yeah. Matrick, um, you have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, before we get into the book, though, we have a very important question to ask the chat. Oh, I thought you were joking about I this. I am 
not joking because I am incapable <laughs> of making decisions. I, this was a, I, I really thought this was a joke. No, I'm dead serious. Okay, go ahead. So, um, chat, do we buy a car today? <laughs> that is my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to give them more details. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, um, we've had our little accent for, for, for over a year now. Um, and Nerdy's long boy. And accent is short car. And so uh, we're driving down to Jordan Con in April. And uh-huh. it, it would be nice to have a little more leg room. Uh, and 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 room for for traveling. We're we're driving to Atlanta twice this year, um, and so uh, we're looking for a more spacious vehicle. We well, also want a hybrid. We also want a hybrid. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. And then the third reason is that you know we want to buy a house in like a year or two, hopefully maybe. And being self-employed makes that very hard. But if you have like debt that you consistently pay off, the bank likes that. Yes. Because uh, capitalism. And so if we have, like, payments regularly for a car, um, you know, it, it would be nice. So, yeah. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, we th- this is this is such a, like, weird problem to have. But we currently own our vehicle, and we don't have much debt outside of student loans, which don't count towards buying a house. Yeah. So if we want to buy a house in, like, a year and a half, then we run into a problem of we don't, we don't, because we're content creators and our jobs don't have like pay stubs we don't have any like income and so we need to have collateral against our loans and so having a like nice car that looks better on that piece of paper might help us buy a house and stop renting which is a nightmare for us um (laughs) uh yeah but we so there's a car that we can get for msrp and we're like well yeah 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 but it's probably going to be gone after today which is why i asked chat Chad, how do you feel about the Hyundai Tucson Hybrid? I would like to hear your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, the, the the Hyundai Tucson Hybrid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we like our Hyundai. We like the accent. Um, the Pie Pepper guy says, a good used car is best. A new car is an immediately depreciating asset. That is only true in terms of resale value. But a, a new not car is it. not a depreciating asset in terms of making our credit look good when we try and buy a house. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, yes. and like that's that's the calculation. That we're, I, I know this is such a weird problem very that we're dealing with. But. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, OK, a lot of people saying, yes, Tucson looks good. All right. So, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's really nice and we can afford it. Um, obviously, yeah. it's like a, you know, it's like a big commitment, which is why yeah. I asked book club because <laughs> I cannot make decisions. And which is why I thought it was a joke. <clears throat> no, but no, also also buying 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 a, a used a hybrid is harder, right? Like, buy the yeah. I don't know. Are you are you actually doing a poll about this? We're here to talk about the wheel of time. No, we're here to help solve our life problems. This is therapy. Chad, don't this is know? no longer about the wheel of time. This is about you solving our problems. How do I how do I make it? Can I do slash poll? Does that work? Nope, that doesn't work. Okay, well I have no uh, idea. Mega how to make KYX it. says we're going to get a lot of varying opinions on this. Uh, I figured. Um, yeah. Perry Wolf, though, says it's a problem every self-employed contractor has. Yes, 100%. Yep, it's just something that we have to deal with. And our income, so... the problem is our income doesn't look real. Even though the numbers are good, like we're doing, guys, we're doing good. We're good. Honestly, yeah. mostly um, because of Blue, but we're doing good. <laughs> and, um, Thanks, Blue. <laughs> uh, between like our acting stuff outside of this and also the YouTube stuff and, you know, we, we work 
all the time. We work very hard and we're, we're okay right now. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that every time we want to get a loan on anything, they're like, you don't ha- have any assets or any debt. Do you exist? And we're like, yes, we exist. I promise we exist. We are real. It's frustrating. Please. It's like you're punished for owning your vehicle fully, which is insane yes. to me because you would think it would be, uh, we have more of an asset because we own our car mm-hmm. than if we had a car that we were leasing but the banks don't view it that way. And it's it's very it's very weird. It's yes, it's very strange. Yeah. So looks like chat is mostly like all for it. So All right, I guess we're buying a Hyundai Tucson today. I'ma let him know that uh we're we uh to, to let me know in, if it sells before the end of book club. Dirtburb says, uh you gotta ask if it's a good choice in this economy. <laughs> Derrick, welcome back to the team. Banned. Thank you. Thank you for that one. Banned. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, finances are weird. I don't understand. I'm just trying to do the thing. Um, um, and Bryce says finances are cane wizardry, and I will never be disabused of that notion. True. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those. Not It's not a plug-in hybrid. It's the um, your brakes charge the battery hybrid. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. No, Step, we get free health care. Well, not free health care. No, no, it's not free. No free houses. No free houses. But we want we want to own because mm-hmm. we want to, like, have sets and stuff for upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that you can't do that uh, yeah. in a rental. So we are, we're, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a regenerative hybrid. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you made the Narg Smart Beanie public? Sure. There's a new beanie in the store. Well, but don't buy it yet. We ordered a, a tester to make sure that we like it. I thought it was private. Is it oh public? Oh, my God. This fucking guy right here. Wait. No, it's not. Guys, the beginning of this podcast has been derailed by my wife. Yeah. And I, I don't want to see any comments about how this is my fault. This oh is no, her fault. This is all my fault. I I, I take full responsibility. I'm going to let the guy is know. Is it public? I think we're going to um get it after uh work. Today, if it's still yeah, there's a there's a new beat. Okay, it's public. I'm not gonna make it private. If you guys want one, buy one. Um, wow, this is like the prototype. Next week, I will wear what I'll wear this, and you can see if you want it. But if you want to buy it without seeing it in person, uh, the new Narg Smart beanie. It doesn't say Narg Smart on it. It just has our little Narg on it. It's real cute. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. Um, but um, yeah, it's in the store. It's yeah. It's can I like that- show my screen really quick for people who wanna. Oh, yeah, you could. Is this? Oh, that's cute. It's a good look. <laughs> Where's the, like, window <laughs> capture? Oh, my God. Uh, ooh, let me switch over first. <laughs> uh, this is the new beanie. Um, Surprise announcement that we were not expecting to announce uh, right now. But, hey, yeah. you know what? Here that's the new beanie in our fourth wall store. Uh, if you like it, buy it. If you don't, don't. Uh, the colors might change in the future. So if you want to get this one, uh, th- this week m- might be your only opportunity. We don't know yet. We might change the color. Um, we'll see how it looks in person. Uh, the, the thing is, we, we had to simplify it for the beanie. There was just no way. Um, they can't thread that kind of detail, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aventasaur, thank you for uh, joining the Nargs. Welcome I used back. to think this book just seemed fantastic because it follows Cross the Tub, and I know it is fantastic. And the best book in the series, in your opinion. That's awesome. I can't wait to read the rest of it. Let's go. Arazu Kashef Report. Your podcasts always feel like hanging out with friends. That's because there's no structure here. (laughs) 
Uh, but thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. We really appreciate it. But yeah, that's the that's the new beanie. I don't yeah. know if um I don't know if people like it or not. Uh, it only comes in green. Um, but if people want other colors, Pandora says they want black. I feel like we'd have to change the colors of Narg to have a black one, but no, because then the shadow would just be the texture. We should call it limited edition. All right, this is the limited edition first run Narg beanie. Limited edition, there where it's gets <laughs> gone after uh two weeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, gone, gone by next week. It'll look completely different. So only real Nargs will get this first look. Wow. Wow. That, that's how you sell shit. Apparently, yes. That that's is how what, you, oh, I'm not supposed to show that screen. That is what I've heard. Oops. Oops. Nailed it's it. a disaster. Clarus. <laughs> Nailed it. We're buying a car later. Uh, probably. So buy a lot of beanies. <laughs> Yes, buy a lot of beanies because they'll go up in value because they'll be rare and you can resell them in 10 years when people find this podcast. Everyone go buy a beanie so that we can afford a car. Um. Wow, wow. <clears throat> All right. Here, I, here's the thing. Nobody in chat was like, no, Hyundai Tucson's not a good car. So that, that gives me hope that we're not buying, like, I don't know, another fucking Jeep Patriot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Friends, Romans, countrymen. Clarus. Lend me your... What did you think of the first six chapters? And by first six chapters, I mean the novel that is the prologue and then the five chapters that are the beginning of the book. Uh, uh, pretty great. Pretty great. Like nine out of ten, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm very happy with it. Lots of stuff happened. Robert Jordan, it feels like, woke up from his sleep and was like, ah, I need to get going on this. And was like, I'm going to put as much as I possibly can into 182 pages. Um, yeah. So uh, appreciate it, because honestly, uh, that, it, was, it was great to read. Uh, it was fucking great. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I I will say I think the prologue is better than the chapters that follow it, again, much like last book. Um, it's pretty consistent. Robert Jordan seems to use the prologue to, like, do interesting things, mm -hmm. and then gets to the chapters and slows down for some reason. And I, 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 a lot of people will use the prologue to have like extraneous information that doesn't affect the plot very much or like main characters. Whereas, what? I think someone bought a beanie. Oh, who bought a beanie? <laughs> Mura! <laughs> if you get a car today, I hope this helps. Thank you. It definitely helps. That is so funny. Thanks for um, buying a beanie. Uh, so I think like, um, but like Egwene's storyline happens in the prologue. Yeah, which is doesn't feel like prologue material. Like honestly, it's the plot. It's it, it is literally like the continuation of the final chapter of the last book. Like what if, Robert Jordan considers to be prologue is very confusing to me. It is very strange. I I definitely like figured that like you know the Forsaken stuff would be in the prologue, and then the Egwene stuff would be in like the main chapters. Yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, whatever. It's not that. Big deal. Samantha, thank you so much for the super chat. Samantha says, uh, car fund, love Hyundai's. Also, it was cool seeing Aeola Smart, a.k.a. Avienda in Cocaine Bear. Fun ride if you like funny, gory films. Oh, yeah, we got to see that. I forgot. Is that one we would wait to do a reaction I, on? I think we react to that one. All right. I feel like Cocaine it's Bear reaction incoming in like um Whenever two it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that one's going to be bonkers. It's in theaters right now, so. Yeah, so give it like six weeks at least. Um, um Maddark, our wonderful mod, thank you for being here, Maddark, says at this point in the publishing, they were doing early release teasers of the prologue. Okay. Okay. So Robert Jordan was like, hey, just so you know, this is what happened to Egwene mm -hmm. for the prologue. I mean, okay, it's a choice. 
Um, yeah, sure. It's a choice. <laughs> Robert Jordan was like, hey, I know uh, what Egwene did at the end of the last book didn't make a lot of sense. So I'm going to explain it, it uh, in a pre-release thing so that b- people know before they buy the book that it- it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's almost... It's just interesting. It's, it's, it's a weird, like, structural thing that he does that I've never seen in anybody else's writing. Yeah, it's almost like instead of having the prologue to show us characters that we may not get perspectives of, like, I feel like a lot of prologues are from an outside perspective or mm-hmm. from a unique perspective, whereas it feels like Robert Jordan kind of literally uses the prologue as a groundwork for where the book might be headed. So, which is why there's main characters in there. Or for cool stuff. Like my the thing is that it's not even groundwork. It is just, it is, it, it, my, with his books, the prologue and the chapters are indistinguishable from one another. I, th- that I, I will. They're, they're, and they're so long. The prologue for this book is 97 pages in the Kindle edition. Yeah. It's 97, like that is a fucking novel. Uh, Michael Kioski, thank you so much for that super duper chat. Uh, we do love new merch. We're, new merch. We're, we're working. We're working. We're working on, on some stuff. More stuff for y'all. I promise. Yeah. We're, Prologue we're tr- as teaser trailer. We're trying to find an artist who like actually like knows Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. which yeah. actually has been uh, proven a little difficult. So, yeah, three and a half hours in Audible. That is wild. Huh. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Um. <clears throat> Let's get into it, though. Why don't we just talk about it? Let's get in. It's what? It's been 17 minutes. Let's start with the prologue, which we'll be talking about for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk for like 15 minutes about the rest of the chapters. Um, <laughs> Knife of Dreams prologue. Embers falling on dry grass. As soon as I read this, I was like, that's a sword form, right? Um, no, I think it's that the Sanchin country is a tinderbox waiting to explode. You know what I mean? It's like when um, the straights do a gender reveal in California in the summer. And suddenly the whole forest is on fire because the fucking... Wow. Wow. I was about to call them the sissies, but that's a whole different thing. No, no, no. Uh, Wow. You know, when the straights do a gender reveal and and it's dry and they fucking like light off a pink firework to say it's a girl and then fucking suddenly California is burning to the ground. On fire. Yeah. 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 It's it's good times. It's the same thing as... The knife of dreams prologue. <laughs> Embers falling on dry grass. This really, this 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 really is just a gender reveal. That's all it is. Um, sure. For Arangar, it's Arangar's gender reveal party. Wow. That's a shirt I want. Arangar's gender reveal party, and it's just a super hot lady. It's just anime titties, like anime titties. It's a waifu shirt, like yes. gamer subs. Oh, speaking of which, today is brought to you by Titty Milk. Yeah. No, it's not. Technically, it, no. I'm I'm saying that we're 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 we like our titty milk, and by that I mean it's a it's a it's a gamer subs flavor that's yeah. yeah. Uh, I think strawberries and cream. We just can't say that it's brought to you by because it isn't. They didn't pay for that. I didn't say the s word. Yeah, but uh, you're still yeah yeah not a sponsor. We are partnered with Titty Milk. They are friends of ours. They're yes. Um, so if you two want some Titty Milk, it's exactly what I thought Titty Milk would taste like. Yeah. But, like, what if this was the shirt, right? What if that was the shirt? And, and it just said, Arangar's <laughs> gender, gender reveal movie. party. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, she had a necklace on that said Halima. <laughs> One of those, like, dog, like, name callers, like. Yeah. I like this idea a lot. I know. It's so funny. I wish I could draw. There's, like, a table, and there's all, it's like the Last Supper, but Halima's in the middle, 
and she just has massive tits and her arms are folded underneath them. Oh my god. Oh my god, gosh. this might be our best piece of merch ever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll and see in the background, happens. there's a forest burning to the ground. <laughs> I actually have an artist. I actually have an artist. I found one this morning because I was mm-hmm. I just like followed somebody who uh, would would do would would do that very well. All right, hold up. Anyways, yeah. let us cook. Let us cook. So we start the prologue um, in Amadicia. Uh, which was interesting, so I was like, who the fuck is in Amadicia that we care about? Nobody. Oh, it's Galad. Don't give a shit about him. That's about to change. Yeah. Um, Turvog, thank you so much before we move on to that, for that super chat. Um, appreciate that. Um, uh, uh, message us about that artist in the Discord. Yeah, send us. We're not going to remember, um, yeah, in shoot, five minutes. Yeah, we'll shoot, five minutes yeah, shoot either one of us a message. We'll let you know what we're looking for, and hopefully you can put us in touch. Yeah, we are trying to we are trying to find some artists for some merch and some upcoming opportunities that are like paid, like like paid paid, not like fifty bucks, like paid paid. Yeah. So if you know good artists, leave them in the Discord. Join the Discord if you're not a member. It's really fun there. Um, but you might get banned uh, if you argue with us about Attack on Titan too much. Um, <laughs> depends on your tone. You it know? depends on your tone. Um, <laughs> Anyways, Galad. We've had a week, y'all. We've it's had a been, fucking week. It's been a week. It's been. Galad is with Dane Bornhold. Um, so really, and, and Jarrett Byer, re- really just the cream of the crop in terms of people to be hanging out with. Uh, he is surrounding himself with the worst of the worst, truly. Um, yeah. but they're riding into a, a camp that has been given to the White Cloaks by the Sanchin, which says a lot about where the Sanchin are at. Yeah. And a lot about where the White Cloaks are at. Emin Valda, the current Lord Captain Commander, has uh, been working with those pesky, uh, Southerners from across the ocean. But uh, they're not going there for fun. They're oh, not no. going there for orders. No fun will be had. They're going there because the rumor has passed through the White Cloaks uh, that Emin Valda raped Morghese. Which and, uh, is true. So. Which is true. And uh, Galad, being a good son, uh, is really pissed about that, understandably. Yeah. And this is the most relatable character in the entirety of the Wheel of Time because if you tried to fuck with my mom, I would kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, th- this was the moment where I was like, I mean, yeah. I get it. This was the moment you turned to me. You're like, now I want to play Galad in the show. Yeah. This is the most relatable storyline in this entire show. Yeah. That dude fucked my mom. Uh, and you think she's dead? Like, uh, And then killed her? I am going to go kill that man. Yes. And his boys are like. His boys are like, yeah. I that mean, checks out. Yeah. I Of course we're coming. Good thing are, we have laws Your mom. Which is weird that there are... I don't even care that there are laws. I'm killing that man no matter what. No, I just mean it is interesting that there are specific laws that the children have about if 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 someone fucks around with a female member of your family, which makes me think that it probably happens pretty often. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so he rides into town, and uh, Emin Valda is very cocky. He's doing some cat crosses the courtyard, which I... <laughs> Maybe we're just watching too much Attack on Titan, but I pictured him like walking across the courtyard like this. Like one of the Titans? With his, no, just like very like soft and very like, Galad, <laughs> you want to like, fight me? Full like a uh, rum tum tugger from Cats. Because jellicles can and jellicles do. <laughs> we, yeah. I want this to be a musical sequence so bad. And it is the Rum Tum Tugger song. It is. It's yeah. just Emin Valda being like, the Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. Um, it would be very And then funny. all the people on the on the sides are like, and there isn't any need for me. <laughs> 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 
All the white quotes. Asuna was like, and he will do as he do do. Like. Um. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Emmanuel is super cocky about it. And he's like, I'm the Lord Commander. I'm going to run this shit. And then Byer's like, actually, legally, you can't. Uh, yeah. I'm technically the next in command, so I'm going to run this shit. And Emmanuel is like, yeah. And I'm like, like okay. it's just, do you really want to run your own fight? That sounds hard. I Like, if yeah. I was Emmanuel, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You handle the fucking talking. Let me focus. Yeah. Uh, and we find out, I, th- I I don't know if it's for the first time, but I did not remember Eamon Valda being a uh, Heronmark Blademaster. Uh, I don't remember it either. I don't know that we've ever seen him in a fight, but I don't remember this no. ever coming up before this. No, I don't. Uh, hmm. I mean, he would have had to have at least been a very accomplished fighter to have the rank that he does, you know, like, um... But, yeah, I don't know if the Heronmark Blade was specifically ever mentioned before. It might Someone have Someone in chat might say, yeah, if, if, if it was brought up before this, I would actually be interested, but... Um, yeah. If it happens, we, if it happened, we forgot it, so... Samantha A says, I think surprise Heron happens a lot in Wheel of Time. That's fair. Um, Slickjack, uh, Slickjack says power creep strikes again. I don't think this is power creep. I actually like the idea that Emmanvalda... I like. I think that in order to lead an organization like the White Cloaks, especially because before when Pedro Nile was the commander, he was really just the like like swordmaster, com- like yeah, captain. Yeah, he was like a, a commander. This this makes a lot of sense to me, and it didn't totally. take me out of it. It it actually adds stakes to Galad's fight here. So the way that this is used is very smart. Mm-hmm. The one thing that it does do is it makes the um, Emin Valda that we meet on the show feel non-existent in the series. Yes, very different. Like, I, I don't really know where the show Emmanvalda fits into this character. It feels more like the show Emmanvalda is just a Sunawa at this point. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of Emmanvalda from the books that is in that character at all. No, no, they do feel <clears throat> very different. And I wonder how they're going to handle that. <clears throat> we'll talk about that when we do our, like, rewatch through. But, y- y- yeah... Yeah. I just, I, I I wonder why they didn't just call him Asunawa on the show. Like, I don't, I, I wonder why they chose Valda as the name for that character when he doesn't seem to share any of the characteristics of the character that we meet in the books. But, but, but the show know. character feels like a white cloak and he feels like totally. he's a good character on the show. The actor is incredible. Like, yeah, I, like- I have no problems <laughs> with the character on the show other than the fact that the more we've met about Valda the less he feels relevant to that character. Yeah, in the show, are there separate White Cloaks and Questioners? Because I don't... Oh, Wheel of Time, <clears throat> welcome back to the nerd table. Oh, thank you, Wheel of Time. Uh, popular theory is show Valda's a combination of Valda and Carradine. Oh, like the dark but he, but he feels more like a combination of Asunawa and Jaichim Carradine. Not Valda, right? Like, all we've met about Valda is that he's a swordmaster, he's a soldier, he wants to be a leader, <clears throat> he wants to, like, be the next Lord Captain Commander of the White Cloaks, and show Valda doesn't have any of those characteristics. He's also a very, like, masculine, sexual character towards a Morgase, <clears throat> which show Valda doesn't feel like he has that same sort of nature to him. Yeah. It's just very interesting. I, I-, I wonder why they... I, I wonder why they chose Valda for that character when they could have introduced a blade know. master later who would have been an interesting foil for Galad. 
But it almost feels like by making that Valda and by taking away the Blade Master, like, warrior element of that character. Because when they're under attack, yeah. he's not a warrior. He's a coward. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, By taking away that element, I feel like this moment is going to get lost because who is Galad going to fight here? It's a good question. I honestly don't know. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's definitely a big question that, that we're going to have rewatching this show. Uh, Arizu, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, show M and Valda feels like Valda <laughs> plus Asunua. I do think I will be very satisfied when show Valda dies. I, I think that I'll be, I don't know. I, I don't think that I will care if Galad beats him because I won't be surprised that Galad beats that character in a fight. Yeah. Like that character is not a blade master. But this character is. Book Valda is a fucking badass. I hate him, but he's a badass. Here's the thing. Valda has an opportunity, right, to name somebody else to fight for him. Oh, so maybe he'll name a soldier? Maybe. I I, I think... That's that? Okay. I think I read that correctly, but... But then Valda doesn't die, like... Well, no. He If he beats that dude's guy, then he is guilty under the light, so he's, Valda is dead. Yeah, but him dying, him getting hanged the next day versus him losing the fight and dying in the fight is different and less <clears> interesting <throat> to me. I don't know if any of this will be in the show, but... I know, but this was the greatest scene. Like, guys, I I, I, this was the best fucking scene in these books. This um, scene fucking rocked. It, yeah. Like, I... We, I got to the end of this, the first 17 pages of Galad, and I was vibrating. I had to put the book down. I couldn't read anymore because I was so excited about how fun this scene was to read yeah. that I literally stopped reading. I needed to take a break because I was, like, hyped up on Mountain Dew. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's fucking rad. <laughs> uh, Zedarog, welcome back to the nerd table. Starting a little late today. My favorite singing uh, groups on masks <laughs> last night. I had to watch it first. That's fine. I understand. Pentatonix <clears throat> wins out for you. That makes sense. We love Pentatonix. They're all hot. That is a group of people who are all attractive. That is by panic. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Uh, James um, Ross says, for the week you've had in the car fund, now can I get that back so I can get my own car? Yes, James Ross. <laughs> Thank you, James Next Ross. time I see you, I'll give you five bucks. Pre- appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, But like this, this scene is so good for so many reasons. One, it takes a character whose biggest flaw is that he will do the right thing no matter what, and it makes it his absolute strength, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I love that 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 that's how Robert Jordan decided to use it here. Yeah. We've been we've been shown repeatedly that Galad is looked down on by people because of the way that he is so righteous. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't seen him in a while, and he comes back to avenge his mom, which is always, everyone can relate to that, right? Yeah. Uh, to become a blade master, mm-hmm. to become a Heronmark blade he master a himself. Heronmark sword, yeah. Right? He levels up. Like, this This is one Plus, of those storylines where, like, you're like, fuck, like, yeah, this is awesome. Here's the thing. Unless you cut, like, most of the White Cloak stuff, this scene actually needs to happen because now Galad is the leader of the White Cloaks. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. actually, it actually well, is, some like, of them. kind of necessary. No, like technically, the guy is like, no, you beat him. I know, but I think that they're, I think they've split. Like, I think that from here on out, there's going to be the like Galad white cloaks and the Asuna white cloaks. Oh, Galad is going to stand up on a platform and be like, look, we're going to have to work with the Aes Sedai to get through Tarman Gaiden. And yeah, half of them are going to leave, and the half that stay, stay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very like Ruidian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just, I loved it so much. And, and honestly, like, Robert Jordan's forms of sword fighting can be a little bit almost silly at times. Almost. 
Um, but the way that he wrote this fight, it, it reminded me honestly of the fights in New Spring that I liked so much. I they thought, were yeah, personal. Beautiful. They had like uh, emotional stakes that related to like the characters, but also stakes that related to the larger world around them. Yeah. Like between the end of New Spring and the beginning of this book, we're getting a lot of fights that have personal motivations again, yeah. as opposed to just being these giant battles for victory of armies and like land victories. But there are, like, yeah. really personal stakes down to, like, the core of these fights mm-hmm. that just makes them more interesting to read yeah. and allows for them to have kind of an ebb and flow of emotionality for the character fighting them yeah. that builds to this climax of Galad considering sheathing the sword and knowing that he will sheath the sword to win if this he has fight. to, yeah. But not needing to because he does win. He does overpower Valda and he gets the dub and it just is... It's, he it's, uses his arrogance against him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really clever. I honestly think this is one of the best written fight scenes I have ever read. And here's why. I, I think for some people, the forms may not really work. But I think that I think that they're really poetic. And instead of, you know, I brought my sword up and he hit it this way. And then I brought my sword around. And that kind of thing. Using these, like, names of forms really lets the audience picture it in their head the the way that they want to picture yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what fucking, I, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not, they're all nonsense. Yeah, I'm Because like, it could be anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Hawk takes a duck. Like, <coughs> I don't know what that means, but I can, uh, you know, I can picture it however I want it, and that's really cool. But but it digs down into... It, it, it allows you to kind of glaze over the actual sword fight, and just focus on the emotion of the moment. It's like an emotional dance. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like this Galad fight, it's the best opening to any book in the series. It's one of my favorite openings to any book ever. Like, I, and I'm not joking about that. Like, this is one of my favorite opening sections of a book I've ever read. Yeah. It is, it is electric. Yeah. And you see characters who you previously hate. Like Dane Bornhold, I hate. Do the right thing. It makes the characters more complicated by having them do the right thing in spite of their past actions. Yeah. And, like, you get to the... And hopefully, maybe, have a, a hope for redemption. Yeah. Maybe. And then we get to the after fight where he becomes the Lord Captain Commander. Asunawa fled, right, with his questioners, yeah. which is very interesting. We've kind Bye-bye. of split the White Cloaks. Yeah. And now... The white, uh, the the white cloaks are going to work with the Aes Sedai because Glad is like, guys, can we just can we? Let's be honest, we're gonna need him at some point. Here's the thing, I I I think that like Galad taking over and Asunua running away is going to help like weed out a lot of the dark friends that are in the white cloaks because you know uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure dark friends are uh, probably like pretty okay with you know torture and stuff, so I'm sure a lot of them are in the questioners, so they're kind of in their own like split faction, and then. Uh, unless they have orders otherwise, the White Cloaks that are dark friends who are in, like, um, who are not questioners but are there to hear Galad speak, you know, like, if they have orders to stay, then they'll stay. But otherwise, the idea of, like, working with the Aes Sedai might be, like, a huge no for them. And I, yeah. I hope that it kind of, like, uh, trims the fat, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's, it is... It is one of the first times in these books where I felt like a character who had a very strongly held position was being realistic about the world they lived in. Yeah. And it was really nice to see. Galad went from being this character who every time he showed up, I was like, oh my God, this fucking guy. (laughs) To being like, I want whole books about him. Yeah. In 15 pages, Robert Jordan took a character that I did not care for and did not care about and made him one of the best characters in the series. Yeah. In 15 pages. 
and it is so goddamn effective <laughs> that I'm like, that he's not in the next 200 pages and I'm upset about it because he's so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyway. it's fantastic. Um, Jim Smith, thank you for that super chat. A quick hello while at work. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to watch this one. Have a great stream. Have a great day at work, James Smith. Thank you so much for that. We really we, appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, uh, James Ross also says, uh, I will now picture all Wheel of Time sword fights as Spaceballs choreography. Your Schwartz is as big as mine, Galadriel. <laughs> James Smith, thank you for five gifted subs. That's freaking go. Thanks so much. And Robin says, thank you for being a narg uh, for nine, nine months. months. A little that's, sad. That's a narg baby right there. But uh, Robert Jordan was sick while writing Knife of Dreams. Mm -hmm. I think this was him trying to speed up the story before he came to the end of his life. That is very sad. But also, um, I'm, I'm glad that his final book is so beloved. You know what I mean? If you're going to leave yeah. a legacy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to do it, you fucking go for it, right? Um, S has disliked our video. Thank you, S, for engaging. Uh, the YouTube algorithm does not see a difference between a like and a dislike. So we appreciate you coming in and uh, joining the conversation. <laughs> um, uh, appreciate it. Uh, I also do like that Glad is now the leader of the White Cloaks, and he thinks that's dumb. Because I, I also think that that's dumb. Yeah, he's like, this is, this is kind of a dumb way to do stuff, but uh, I guess I'll use it to my advantage. It's it's like if you're the best sword, you're you get to be our leader because you're the best sword fighter. Is a terrible fucking system. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm like, why didn't someone just challenge Pedro Nile to like a fucking duel or something? Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard a rumor you uh, you looked weird at my sister. Sword fight. Under the law, I I think you have to do something about it. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Seems very flawed. Um, um, I think it's because people were scared of Pedro Nile. Fair. He was a scary man. Fair. Fair. You know what? That's fair. Um, it. It. I. I. I cannot wait to get Ballwer's POV about what happened to Valda. Oh, when he learns. Yeah. yeah That'll yeah, be yeah, nice. Yeah. I hope Galad gets to tell him. Yes. Point yes. of view number two of what seven in the prologue. Riddell, it tell it uh, guys. How the fuck do you pronounce this guy's name? It, it Riddell Literalde. That's what his name is from now on. Riddell Literalde. I think um, that's the only way to say it. Y'all yeah. said this guy was pretty badass, and I didn't believe you You're because like, I was uh, like, okay, whatever. Sure, this guy's pretty badass. Uh, Riddell is in Serana, mm -hmm. in Terabon, and uh, he's just like waiting on a hill, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then he uh, executes an attack on the Sanchin that takes zero uh, losses and kills well, the Domain and the uh, Soldam and the leader of the Sanchin in the first volley of arrows. Uh, Rodel fucking rocks. Here's the thing. He rocks. The dude who ran away to like chase after the rest of them, he probably took a few losses, but fuck that guy. He's a dumbass. That guy's not so, Rodel. And Rodel used that guy so that his team was never, the people he actually trusted were never in danger. Yeah. Rodel is a fucking badass. Big brain. I do not want to go against oh. this man in the war, and I do hope he works for Ram soon because him and Dadrim Bashir together, oh, doggy. Unstoppable. Ain't no Tarman Gaiden against them. It's Tarman Gaiden against the Dark One. The Dark One's gonna show up the Tarman Gaiden and be like, oh, fuck, is that Riddell and Davram? I'm screwed. Uh -huh. Guys, pull back. Retreat. We'll treat. We'll fight another day. Yeah. yeah they yeah, got yeah. Riddell and Davram. Guys, it's, that's it. That is the secret to Tarman Gaiden. Just bring those two together and, like, we're Gucci, you know? I would love if Darby Gaiden was just Riddell and Davram kicking the Dark One's ass for nine hours of Audible. Like, it's not even a fight. No, The like, devil, like, shows up so cocky and he just gets, like, fucking smoked. Uh, actually, I think that would be, that would, that would be great. 
I think you should pronounce Rodell's name in oh in a New York City accent. What <clears throat> <laughs> the fuck? He saw Rodell at the Ral Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, the sure, guy's sure, gonna sure. be swimming with the fishes. Sure, Skeptical sure, sure. Mario. Thank you for buying a new beanie. Appreciate it. You're gonna be one of the few two heads. I feel bad. Beanie. They're like, I wanted to show my appreciation in a way that wasn't so attention seeking, and then I just threw oh. their name out there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I bad. Should have read first before. Um, I got excited that people like the beanie. It's fun. It's we have time. no idea what it looks like. Uh, let us know when you get it. Um, but that's basically it. They released volley after volley at the Sanchen. The Sanchen get fucked here. Yeah. Uh, and apparently across the entire country. I don't have much else to add other than I I, I can't wait for more Riddell because this was very short. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I got like, oh, we're messy. He's we're like, I got, I got plans on plans on plans, you know? Yeah. His plans have plans. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is great. He, you know, he's he like, wants, if that one fails, I got a backup plan for that and a backup plan for that backup plan. What do you think his, like, what do you think his trap is that he set in um, Arad Doman? I don't know. I just imagine, like, the Indiana Jones boulder, like, rolling down a hill and, like, smashing through the sunshine. But I'm sure that that's not it. Like. it's <laughs> oh, so funny. Like, I, I'm, I'm positive that that's not it. But when oh I hear trap, like, that's just kind of what I, what I, what I hear. <laughs> That is so funny. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm not a strategist. I'm like mediocre at chess at like best. So I have literally no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've gotten past the two men's point of views. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have one more male point of view um, before the end of this because oh, we wait. still get parent at, this, uh, at some point. But there was a, there was a moment in here. Um, okay. The, uh, Rodell watches the Sanchen just, like, fully, like, ride down, like, a bunch of civilians who then are, like, not there anymore. Are they ghost people? No, no, people collected them off the street after. It says in the chapter he thinks that the people of the town. That's what he thinks happened, but he's like, that would be really fucking weird if that was the case. So are they ghost people? I mean, maybe... Like, the Sanchen didn't see them, which is why they didn't even, like, twitch. They the, just, like, The ghost down. people thing is, like, it just doesn't mean anything to me right now. It means Tarmageddon is coming. That's all we know. Yeah, but, like, they don't interact in any way. So it's just people being like, oh, a ghost. <laughs> okay. And then and, and, then, and then we just move on. Like, it, it's, like, it's 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 fine. I, I don't know. The, the whole ghost thing, I hope, it, I hope that it leads to something. Because it's just been happening for, like, three books now. And I'm like, yeah, that, that they're, they're apparitions. Yeah. Just wait till they start becoming corporeal. Tell them, Rath, thank you for That'd the super cool, chat. Yeah. Right, and like that would, the, the, oh yeah, tell them, thank you for the super thank chat. Thank you for the super chat, we appreciate um, it. It, it. That would be cool, right? Yeah. It's just right now, the, the ghost thing feels very like, ooh, spooky, jump scare. Yeah. Not relevant to anything, but like just a, just a jump, just, just, a, just a teeny weeny jump scare. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm cool. sure it'll matter in like two books. I thought, I thought that was not, I didn't think that was about ghosts. I thought that was about how the Sanchin, when it comes to combat, I thought he, Robert Jordan was trying to tell a story about how when it comes to combat, the Sanchin are the amicable um, dictatorship. Yeah. Man. Up until the point where the Sanchin are in danger. And mm -hmm. then if you're not Sanchin, you don't matter. Yeah. I thought that was what the point of that was. I didn't think that was another ghost moment personally, but... I, it just was, like, weird enough. 
Because Rodell was like, oh, that's that's super fucking weird if if that if people came out and just like nabbed those dead bodies immediately. And I was like, <gasps> ghosts. But I, I don't know. I don't know. We may never find out. It might it might be open to interpretation. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't yeah, or we need to read it again. One of the two. Well, it'll happen at some point. Point of view number three. Sarath's point of view. Sarath <clears throat> is uh, not sleeping very well because, uh, well, everything fucking sucks for her. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarath is fucked. Um, so she's just lying there being like, oh, I need to find Tuan unless Tuan is like trying to like run away to get me in trouble intentionally, which would suck, and I don't know what to do about that. She's, like, lying awake trying to figure out why Tuan would, like, manufacture another capture for her based on the two previous ones she's already manufactured. This is also where the point of views begin, where um, for the next (sighs) rest of the reading, if you thought the spankings were done, they're not, they're back. More spankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no good, terrible, very bad day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Except it ends well. It, it, like, starts bad, but it ends pretty positive. I wouldn't say, like, positive, but, like, she's not completely fucked. It ends with, like, her boss being like, hey, do you want a promotion? Yeah. To Empress. Not that's, bad. That's not a bad ending to the day that starts off with, oh, I think I'm going to have to slip my wrist in the bathtub later today. <laughs> it could have gone worse. Yeah. Here's the thing. When the Aiel were introduced, I was like, wow, the Aiel are fucking weird, but, you know, I kind of love them in their weirdness. Yeah. The Sanchen are fucking weird, and I hate all of it. But it doesn't matter, because the Sanchen are basically gone now. God, I hope so. Like, Robert Jordan kind of was like, I don't know what to do with them, so we're just going to wipe them off the board completely yeah. off page. Um, well, we're never even going to meet them, so it doesn't really matter. No, which is kind of crazy. I definitely thought the Empress would, like, be a character, but uh, nope, she's dead. The entire Long family the is dead. All of them dead, dead, dead. Tuan is the only one that's alive, and basically Shandar is in absolute shambles. So let's get to that. Let's let's get through this first, because uh, first Leandrin comes in. Yes. Uh, and Sarath is like, is Leandrin about to try and kill me? And Leandrin's like, no, I have a message for you. A promise. <laughs> I'm not trying to commit murder. Um, especially with your big ass cat in the room. Yeah. 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 Um, you want a low. Uh, I, I do. I, I would like a giant cat to uh, to ride around on. Then I wouldn't need to buy a new car. Um, well, we're in Canada. It'd probably be pretty cold. But anyways. Chat, let us know in the comments if we should buy a new car. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. God. No, I agree with that. Um, uh, Almondra- Almondaragle. Uh, uh, whatever the hell. Almondaragle. Uh, Amandaragle. I honestly like I'm I, in the raggle. I have like no idea. Like Yeah, I don't know either. Where is it? It's a big cat. Um Where is it? Oh, I'll I'll Amandaragle. You wanna uh, give that uh, one you wanna give that one more shot? Alamandaragle. Dararagle. Alamandaragle. There you go. That's it. Figured it out. Anyone who gives their pet a too long nickname is a fucking monster. Rude. Pets should have short names. Because pets are stupid. It should be named Alan. You need to like drill it into them. Should be Alan. No, it should be Buttons or Squeezer or. Thor makes a good point. We should just get a Jaguar. That's a car and a cat in one. Right? Jaguars are super cheap. Totally affordable. Alan Mandragorg. Like, hey, but like, that's also way too close. But it is Alan Mandragorin. It's, he, yeah, it literally is named after Lan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, Lan. He's just super hot. 
Are, are you Googling how much a Jaguar is? I am Googling how I much a Jaguar honestly, is. Honestly, like, don't really the want Jaguar to The Jaguar F-Pace, this is a nice car. That's the size we want. It, yeah. I like that it says explore this vehicle. How oh. much is this vehicle? I don't, I really. <clears throat> it's only $65,000. Yeah, only 65000 But look at the inside of it. Yeah, okay. Why you do this to me? Do you want to go way up in price? Honestly, the red leather is slick, but I'm not paying uh, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just for interior red leather. <laughs> ah. That's a lot of super chats. It is Kamikaze. It's a, it's a lot of super <clears throat> chats. Um, if everybody in the chat right now gave us $10,000, <laughs> we could afford a Jaguar. If everyone bought a beanie right now, we could think about affording a Jaguar. <laughs> no. We don't because we could think about our it. cut of that is not that high. No, I know, and that's yeah, yeah. why I said think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. We we intentionally don't we don't actually make a lot of money on merch because we try and not like we can control how much our cut of it is, mm -hmm. and so to keep our prices down, we tr we we actually like yeah we take less than they actually recommend us charge because we don't want to. Yeah, yeah. The merch is more for like it's for fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's more for fun. There's a little bit of profit on it, but honestly, like they're like charge this, and we're like half that, half that. Yeah, if you're gonna be a Jordan Con, make sure you bring, make sure you bring a beanie, so we can all get a photo with the Sisuaya mommy beanies. Why is this not working? Why is what not working? This everything, my life, everything, ever, all at once. My life is not working anymore. Apparently, we should not get a Jaguar. Okay, sounds good. Sure, whatever you say. Um. So then, uh. Suroth sends Leandrin to get beat because she's wants to, I guess. Um, yep. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like dumb Sanchez stuff about like looking people in the eyes and stuff. That I'm like, yeah, so, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to talk so about it anymore. It's so fucking cringy. I'm like, I hate the Sanchez. I literally wrote down Suroth does not does not like being perceived. Suroth is like, don't perceive me. Sure, Bose. Thank you for the Jaguar fun. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you for that, that super chat. Super chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Damn, we need to stop talking about buying shit. Roger, I hate Bentleys. I think they're ugly as fuck. And that's my hot take for the day. Um, okay. Sorry. I was with Chef before. Thank you for signing up for the Jaguar fun. Thank fund. you. Thank you for the Jaguar <laughs> I love that people give us money when we meme about being... I don't like, know. We're like, we're going to buy a thing, and people, for the cake. Also, the lightsabers. The lightsabers. Oh, my God. Chad has funded lightsabers and cake and is about to fund a Jaguar for us. <laughs> we're not buying a Jaguar. We're buying a, a high-ended Tucson in, like, three hours. Un unless. We need to go to a bank and get a draft. <laughs> um, if we're doing that. Um, all right. Uh, Suroth's point. God, we are still in the fucking prologue, and it's 50 minutes in. We need to get moving. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, yeah. Suroth does not like being perceived. Suroth and... goes to see her generals, and the generals are like, yo, we're under fucking attack. This dude, Riddell Tilralda. Fuck his name. Uh, he's really good. And Suroth's like, do you respect this man? How dare you respect an enemy general? And I'm like, God, Suroth, you're a fucking idiot. Of course you respect the man who's really good at his goddamn job. Because if you don't respect him, he will beat your ass, which he is currently doing, you fucking idiot. I hate Suroth so fucking much. Okay, so she's like, she's send idiot. all the rockin' to go find him. And I'm like, that's really fucking stupid. You idiot. And the one, the the one, uh, the one person is like, as long as you don't take all the toe, toe rock, whatever the other rockin' are, that's fine. Yeah, because he has a foot fetish, so he wants to keep the toes with him. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
That um, is, I was not expect. Okay. Anyways, Seraph, um, uh, Seraph is upset because uh, the white cloaks have uh, split up, and some of them are no longer loyal. But Asunua is still loyal, and so she's like, maybe I should just like turn him into a slave, which was not a thing I realized she could just do. But um, it's the Sunshin. They can. Th- yeah, they're great. Do anything. Pretty much. And so, uh... <laughs> Dancy, thank you for the super chat for funding our Dodge Neon, our brand new car. Definitely not on, like, the worst cars list that I looked at last night. Um, um Christian Rapper, she's a dark, says she's dark man, you're supposed to hate her. Give oh. me a second for why I don't like this character. And we're gonna get into it in this next section. She goes back to her room after being a bad general uh-huh. person. Uh, and Semiraj is there. And Semiraj looks really hot because she's on fire. She's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Super, super hot. Very spicy. And Semiraj is like, you want to be empress? And Sarath is like, nah, couldn't. That's not how this works. And Semiraj is like, no, 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 you don't understand. The uh, the empress, she's dead. And Sarath is like, okay, but then Tuan is empress. And Sarath is like, I feel like you are not understanding what I'm trying to say, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be empress or not? And Sarath is like, ah, nope, it's not how it works. And <laughs> fucking, and Samaraj is like, oh my God, you are the dumbest motherfucking human alive. Yeah. I am trying to tell you that I want you to be empress. If you kill Tuan, I will make it happen. And she's like, and Sarath is like, ah, it's not really how the Sanchin work. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if I can say that out loud. You know, I feel a little weird about it. Sarath, you pledged yourself to the fucking devil. Uh, yeah. The, You're going to do whatever they want you to do. Your Sanchin culture is below that. Stop trying to put it above that. That's not how this fucking works. It was just very funny to read. Uh, oh like, I was God. like, the Sanchin culture is so cult-like yeah. that she can't even escape it in the face of, like, a... On fire, forsaken, being like, Empress? Uh, thank you for that super chat. For the tiger fun, we're no longer getting a jaguar. We're getting a tiger. Are we going to be, Tiger King 3 will be about us and our tiger zoo in Ontario. I would like I would like a white tiger. I think they're, they're really cool. Um, and probably super cuddly. Um, Father Jerusalem, thank you for the super chat for your Yugo. I don't know what it is. But like, I, I don't know just, what that is. I just... <laughs> Uh, Sonic Sean has it. Is like, yo, Dark One. Not sure that's legal in Siandar. Shandar, I think. Whatever. Sa- like, Sa- this Sa- whole Sa- scene, I was like, Saroth, how how fucking dense are you? Semiraj is literally like standing there, being like, no, bitch, you're gonna be queen, and she's like, ah, no, that's that's not legal Ooh. in my country. Um, and Semiraj is like, I am from the devil. I don't. Care about the sun. Seraph literally, um, actually is her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like girl. This scene is, and I take just. Take the win. I just, I want, I, I want them to film this and it just be like the, the woman playing Semiraj is just in a it's corner like, being like, no, you don't, no, you, oh my, oh my God. It like yeah. started to feel like an SNL skit. Mm-hmm. Where I. No, like, I thought it was very funny. I'm I loved like, it. You fucking idiot. Yeah. If I was Semiraj, I would have just killed her and just moved on to someone else. I'm like, do you want to be the fucking empress? Well, she's Se- like... Seraph is dead because she's so stupid. <laughs> do you want... Just anyone with yeah. two brain cells to rub together can be empress because Seraph is a fucking moron. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, uh, th- this scene was was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> Takuna. <laughs> Maybe Seraph gets a lot of spam mail from African princes telling them about some... Un- 
found inheritance and she fell for it once too much. Damn, girl, I feel your pain. It's very unfortunate. That's so funny. Do you believe Semraj? Do you think that the Sanchen Empress and all of them are actually dead? Uh, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think that like It's a lot to it's a lot to introduce in the final three books. It is yeah, if, yeah. If we try and going like, yeah. trying to go to the Sanchen land and dealing with all of that, that is a whole motherfucking beast. Mm -hmm. And I think it is easier just to have Samaraj be like, yeah, let the chaos, Lord of Chaos rule motherfuckers. Pew, 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 pew. And Father Jerusalem, <laughs> thank you for joining the Nargs for thank six you, months. Jerusalem. If we killed characters for being stupid, Min would be the only one left alive. No, Samaraj would be alive. Samaraj is super smart. Samaraj hasn't done anything like dumb yet. But yeah, Samaraj and Min is not the like pairing that I would like. I would like Min to have somebody better. Uh, Min deserves it, you know? I mean, Min, Min's got Rand, and he... Yeah, but Rand has done some dumb fucking shit. Yeah, but he's given her that good dick, so, like... I'm just saying, if all the characters died for being dumb, Rand also is included in that. <laughs> Roger Lye says the Empress didn't live forever. May she live forever. Yeah, she did. She did not. Um, yeah. But also, uh, oh my god, we'll get to it, but Bear Lane fucking clapping back at the Sanchen. We'll get to it. It's so good. Um, I was like, ah... Uh, that's hot. <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear. I enjoyed this scene. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not shitting on this scene because it's bad. I'm just shitting on Suroth because the, 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 this conversation with Semiraj was like one of the funniest exchanges I've read in a while. Yeah, yeah Of yeah. just one character trying to like give someone power and then be so fucking like initiated into a cult. Mm -hmm. But also like they're initiated into a cult, but also they've made oaths to like another cult. Like Seraph is like into cults and like she's it's like. It's hard to I, balance cults. But but, but 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 and the woman's like, I don't just fuck. Just should Seraph just kill Tuan. Just kill Tuan, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I'm leaving because this I'm gonna go. I, I, I need to leave. But this is this whole chat, this whole section, I was like, wow, the Sanchen are so fucking weird. They're so weird. Like, that is what this chapter demonstrated. And honestly, it did a great job of demonstrating that. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, And it also, like, uh, mean, Samurai yeah. is really cool. I, I want. She's scary. I want to spend more time with her because um I, I kind of, like, hate the villains of this series. I don't hate them. I, I find the villains of this series very underwhelming. And I want to have villains that I'm, like, interested in as villains. And right now we, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think this. I don't think the Wheel of Time has good villains. I think that that is like the, one of the weaknesses of the series. And um, yeah. I, I think that um, the the best villains in the series are the ones that Robert Jordan hasn't spent any time with. And I'm worried that once we do spend time with them, they will be as kind of like emaciated as the villains that we have spent time with, which we're gonna get to in the um, Forsaken chapter. They're all, like, interesting and, like, they're trying to, like, you know, fight one another for power and, like, that kind of thing. But n none of them are really ever, like, in that gray area. They're all evil as fuck. Even Aleda, who, like, believes she's in the right, and I can understand why she believes she's in the right, is also evil as fuck. Like, these people are terrible people. They're all very mustache twirling. And a little bit, a little bit. To 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 I think some degrees more than others. But I would argue that Aleda is the best villain in the series. It's honestly, I think Fane is, but we haven't really he's gotten. Like, he just comes in for one chapter and but then he's gone. I, that's right? what I like, mean. He's the one that I'm most interested in, and the one that we get the least of, which yeah, yeah. I think is a little um, disappointing. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I I, I just I wish that like. Their plans, I, I, and and it gets back to like this argument that I've had throughout all of these books, which is that the lack of military victories against Rand and Perrin and Matt 
means that none of the villains are very interesting to me because nobody's beaten them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, well, let's hold it for that for a second chapter because I want to have a long conversation about that when we get there. But yeah. we need to get through. There's we're guys, we're still this prologue is fucking so long, you guys. Pavara, <clears throat> Pavara's in the White Tower. Um, it's been twelve days since Rand cleansed Sidan at this point, which I had to turn to you and be like, twelve days since what incident are they yeah, talking you're like, about? What happened twelve days ago? And I was like, the cleansing. Guys, Crossroads of Twilight is only ten days, which makes sense because nothing happens in that god awful book. Um, uh, we meet Sutama, the head of the Red Aja. She's newly instated, and yeah. uh, she <laughs> she, she, she swears a lot. She, yeah, she's like me. She has a dirty fucking mouth for an Aes Sedai. Yeah, she's kind of into it. Like, Which yeah, is just funny. There's you a live lo- your truth. There's a lot of times in this series where people are like, no, the Aes Sedai don't do things like that. We're going to have to beat that out of you. And then you actually meet any of the Aes Sedai, and they do all the things that Aes Sedai aren't supposed to do. They do the thing. They they change their behavior to get the shawl, and then they're like, ah, fuck it, afterwards. <laughs> but they're always like, oh, the Aes Sedai are so calm and never have any emotions. And then every time we meet the Aes Sedai, they're like sobbing and screaming and hurling shit at people. They're using the power to smack people who don't have the power. Like, the Aes Sedai are so overly emotional, but then in, like, the, like, description, it's like, they're so calm, cool, and collected, but then you meet them and they're like, why did you do that? Harry Potter, why did you do that? Maybe the Goblet of Fire! It's like that. The book says that Dumbledore was very calm, but then the movie version is the reality where he bursts into the room and throws a fucking trophy case. Harry! (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the Aes are like, we're so calm, cool, and collected, but then if you talk to one for five minutes, they're like, do you know the Dragon Reborn? Well, here, and this gets into the weird, like, I can read everybody's faces like an open book. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's like, yes, the Aes are so calm, they don't show a goddamn thing on their face, but I can see <laughs> yeah, yeah. the flicker twitch of their third eyelash. That means that they're nervous. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is interesting. Um, um, but Pavara, <laughs> Pavara is an S tier character, you guys. Like Pavara is an S tier character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love her. Um, she's great. And I actually kind of like Sutama. Like she's she's like a p pe- she's a pain in the ass. No, sure. And I think she might be Black Aja, but I was like, you're kind of char- fun. Oh no, as a character reading it, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's go there, bud. <laughs> I just like the idea of this old woman having to come in and take over. Yeah. Because everything's kind of gone to shit, and she's just sitting behind this table like you fucking idiots. All of you are fucking stupid. Alayda's a fucking dumbass. Fucking Galena's fucking dead. Fuck, fuck. And she's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just this old woman who's like, I just wanted to fucking retire. And you brought me out of retirement because everything is a disaster. Everything is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Susama, I get it, girl. I get it. This is, yeah, this is a nightmare. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel ya. Um, yeah. So, yeah, basically she reveals, uh, well, that the tower is getting, obviously, information about the Black Tower mm-hmm. and the bondings and all of that uh, messy, messy stuff. Yeah. And so to deal with it, she's like, all right, Pavlara, your idea, uh, let's go with that. You're going to go bond the Ashiman. Which, <laughs> which but we had this reaction, we too, which this, is like... We're like, so can you bond a person who is bonded to another person? Who, they don't know about that yet. No, well, no, no, they do know that they're bonded, right? No, they don't. Oh, no, that they, they know that they're, like, working with them. They know they've been captured. They know that Tovain, not Tovain, what was that woman's name? To- isn't it Tovain? To- Maybe it's Tovain. Um, they know they've been captured. No, we we were both, like, they're making plans to go bond the Ashaman, but they're under siege and they can't leave. Like, it just feels like there's a more pressing issue. So Tom is like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go bond the Ashaman. And I'm like, you can't leave the city. 
you're stuck. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not anymore. There's a um, there's a problem between you and like I I appreciate your forethought. I'm glad that you're thinking ahead. Um, you, you can't go anywhere. There's an army outside. <laughs> How of the fuck are you planning on getting the entirety of the Red Aja out of the building that I you're know, in? I know. You're under siege uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about this. We're like, can you bond a person who's bonded to a person, and then yes. what if they're bonded to a person? Yeah, because who's bonded to a person. We who's talked about this, and I forgot it. Forgot it. You forgot it. I forgot it. Okay. The girls, mm-hmm. um, the 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 hot threesome that Rand is the um, what the, the Rand's hot threesome of ladies, yeah, bond him even though he is already bonded to Alana. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so you're they right. can bond the Ashman. I don't know if they can do it against their will. And that <laughs> that was also like a slightly different ceremony to include men. I actually I have no idea. We'll 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 find out. I'm sure. I don't think the book is going to leave us hanging on that. But it was, yeah, the question where I was like, can they even do that with the people who already have, like, Aes Sedai warders? I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. We're going to find out. We're, we're going to find out. Hannah Green says Rand was bonded by Alana against his will. Yeah, we just mean that the, but, like, like double bonding. But, like, could the next chain be do, done against his will? Or would the first bond protect him but then Alana wouldn't have wanted the girls to bond Rand, so she her she would have used her bond to stop that. But maybe she was overpowered because there were three girls trying to like overpower her bond. The bond math doesn't make a lot of sense. Bond math. But like, if characters yeah. can bond people who have been bonded by other people, then like, could you end up in a scenario where everyone in the White Tower is, is bonded, bonded to everyone else by? It's like cousins. You have a certain degree of removal from a bond from a person. Honestly, like that's my warder's once, uh, brother's mother's father's former roommate. Like, yeah. Once you get past a person can be bonded to more than one person, the math of it gets really complicated really fast. Like it kind of spirals out of control into questions like how how complicated can the bond be? It just sounds like a bondage issue. <laughs> um, Slickjack uh, says Min can't bond anyone. No, but no. Min is bonded. Min was part of the circle that she is bonded to Rand. She's bonded to Rand, but could another Ashaman bond her, who then is also bonded to an Aes Sedai, who is also bonded to an Ashaman? Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how this works. It's very confusing, and I hope it's explained. It, it's not. Probably not. It's I can guarantee like, eh, you don't it's, worry about don't it. it. It's going to be like a weird, like, decorum thing where you're not supposed to bond someone who's already bonded, so, like, they don't do it. Well, and if somebody dies, the whole chain would be affected? I don't know. But like, but but here's the thing, right? So if you have a warder uh-huh. and his Aes Sedai dies, uh-huh. the bond makes him want to kill himself unless you pass that bond off to somebody else, right? But what oh, if yeah. you double bound all the warders? You double bound them. You double bound them so that when one Aes Sedai dies, they still have a bond that keeps them going and therefore nobody wants to kill themselves because everybody's double bound. I don't. And you daisy chain the green Aja. I don't. Literally and physically. You do it with the bond first and then you do it with your mouth's pieces. Your mouth's pieces. On the pieces. genitalia. You didn't have to demonstrate that. We la, all la, understood la, 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 la. exactly what you meant by that. I don't know if having another bond negates the the feeling of loss of the first bond. I'm just saying the math is very complicated at this point. But um, so the Red Asha decides that they're going to do that. I, it's not going to work for so many reasons. Um, because yeah. they're, as, as we're going to talk about a lot today, the Aes Sedai are arrogant and stupid because they make assumptions that aren't true based on information they don't have because they just think they're so fucking smart. 
We already knew that. I though. hate them so much. That's not new information. The Aes Sedai is like the worst organization in the Wheel of Time. It is. It is the du- the White Tower is the dumbest collection yeah. of Sem- arrogant like characters. Samaraja Masana really did a number on the White Tower. Like no, it- but you and I talked about this. It was not Samaraja Masana. They've only been around for like five years. That this yeah. goes way ba- this goes back went, way before them. Sure, the, the, look, the Aes Sedai were still kind of fucking silly in New Spring, but they weren't literally hissing at one another, you know, like twenty years ago. Now they're literally like. They kind of were though. Like Aleda was already kind of like toward uh, like, and this is this is why towards when, the lower downs when yeah, they yeah. were talking about New Spring. This is this is why my pro- this is my problem with the White Tower New Spring is that there isn't enough of a difference between where the White Tower is in New Spring and this for me to be like, oh, look at what Masan and Semiraj did. Because right. in New Spring, we it's... watched Aleda beat the shit out of Moraine for three days and there were no consequences for it. The White yeah. Tower was already an absolutely failed institution for 20 sure. years ago. For sure, for sure. And so Masan and Semiraj didn't have to do shit to ruin it. Like, it's, it's like walking into a crumbling building and pushing a beam and the ceiling falls, right? And that's why yeah. I wish that New Spring had showed a white tower that, like, was functional and had, like, a strong uh, support system. Maybe a so, little misguided. So but, that when yeah. Masan and Semiraj show up, you're like, holy fuck, the Forsaken have fucked up this wonderful institution. Look at what they did to the shining example. As opposed to being like, Masan and Semrush probably showed up and were like, well, this is going to be fucking easy. Look at this nightmare of a place. Because they've only been out for like, what, maybe like two years? Uh, Like three, I think. Two to three years, I think, is kind of when they've been able to come back. And so you, the world? The, Robert Jordan, by, by not allowing the White Tower to ever have been like a really like good example of an institution, mm-hmm. it takes away from Semiraj and Masana's accomplishment because it, it wasn't that hard to do in the first place, right? Yeah. They, it was already kind of a fucked place. Yeah, I think it would definitely mean it would have a different impact if the White Tower was much, much different in New Spring, but... But it's a disaster there, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a shit institution. I like, mean, here's the thing. The Black Aja were still around even when the, like, Forsaken weren't around. But then I'm like, how did the Dark Friends get, like, commands and stuff if the Dark One couldn't really touch the world and his, like, Forsaken weren't there? Like, did the Black Aja just, like, sit around and, like, wait? To get orders? Look, like, I, 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 I really, I don't know. I think it was just Ishamael was running everything, maybe? I, I don't know. I, I just think that it would be it would make me more interested in Masana and Semiraj if they had destroyed the White Tower from a place of like incredible unity to a place of destruction. But because yeah, the White okay. Tower kind of starts at henpecking like nonsense, all they've kind of done is exacerbated a problem that was already there. Yeah. So they're it doesn't make them scarier characters to me. That's fair, yeah. It doesn't, like... If it had been all their work... Yeah. If we had seen a White Tower 20 years ago and then this mess, and it was like, yeah, that was Samaraja Masana, we'd be like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, you'd like, be like, look at what Samaraja Masana did, but now you're kind of like, yeah, they, it's it, it was a crumbling institution that crumbled. Yeah. And they they helped it along. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's more that they were, like, end-of-life nurses who, like, helped it die rather than the, the you know... Than the yeah. murderer. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much influence and how what orders like the Black Aja had during this time, mm-hmm. or were they just like waiting? But this well, is, I don't but, know. But the, but it's choices like this to me that undermine the villains of this series so much. In that none of them are ever given accomplishments that make us as the audience really fearful of them individually. 
it's just sort mm-hmm. of this um it's just sort of this argument that well the dark one just kind of touches the world and so things go bad and none of the individual vi- villains really matter but because the dark one isn't an actual thing that our characters can fight it just kind of becomes like our main characters doing things and winning yeah. consistently over and over and over and over again yeah. without like any sort of all of the climaxes aren't even against villains really like the climaxes are like the a lot of the big climaxes aren't victories over um the bad guys yeah in a series where there's a lot of fights against bad guys a lot of the climaxes are rand telling the aiel the truth of their past uh, on top of a mountain um rand uh, cleansing the taint from the the one power by sitting down on the ground and focusing really hard. Like, there, there aren't a lot of personal fight victories that, that make the villains interesting. I mean, there were fights around that fight. Uh, look, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that I think that the villains aren't the most interesting part about Wheel of Time. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, like, I think, I think that probably a lot of people, that's not where they find the strength in the series. Um... Yeah, I think it would have been an interesting choice to have the White Tower, you know, start from a place of strength and, like, be absolutely decimated by some of the Forsaken. It would have made them a lot more scarier and, like, imposing. But I also, I do understand why Robert Jordan did write it the way that he wrote it. It just has, like, I think a different message and a different meaning. Uh, Cease Army says, uh, we've just seen Semiraj claiming to have destroyed the biggest empire in the world two POVs ago. Claiming, claiming to, yeah. yeah. She might have done something off-page to characters we've never met before that we didn't see. That's it would it would be really cool. interesting if that was like not the case. If she was like lying about it, it, it would be more interesting if she was lying about it. Because if it that's more the chaotic. case, cool. Like I don't, I I don't care. Like I I don't give a shit that she went and killed some people I don't know about. Yeah. Like that that is not that doesn't make her more interesting a villain to me because did she kill them? Did she go kill a bunch of people in their sleep? Did she, like, what happened? And if she is so capable that she's able to cross the world and kill them in their sleep mm-hmm. or, or wipe out an entire nation, why the fuck is finding Matt Coffin so hard, right? Like, Tavirin. why is fighting Perrin so hard? Tavirin. And why are why are the villains only winning when we don't see what's going on? Yeah. All of their victories are off page. They're always like, oh, well, no, but like when when you weren't looking, look at what they did. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I would love to see that. I would love to like experience the villains of this series match our heroes so that it felt like when we get to Tarman Gaiden, the villains have a chance. Because right now it doesn't feel like the villains have a chance. It just feels like the villains are more en masse, like, and like trying to like break down everything from the inside as opposed to like them being like scary i don't know yeah yeah which is fine um so where were we we uh just oh we're still talking about oh my god fuck we're not even halfway through the prologue no no there's this prologue is so fucking dense there's a lot that it's so dense it's crazy there's so much in it um pavara kind of like meets up with the girls uh who are on her team of like little uh her scooby gang her scooby gang Yay, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheel of Time says we'll get there. Give it time, dude. We're in book eleven. 
like we are we are in like word three million of this. We series. are a year. I'm sorry, but like the give it time, it gets there. That's not a good argument for the villains being good. I'm sure I'm, I'm so, we'll uh, get there, but yeah, it's the, the same problem point. I have with like fucking Attack on Titan, where people are like, no, 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 the end of season three, everything makes sense, and I'm like, that's seventy hours of television. I know. Like, how the fuck are you arguing that like after seventy hours, it makes sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you should you should like it based on the information I have, having seen the whole series, <laughs> and not based on the information you have. Of only having seen season one. Yeah. I love that for us. Uh, Yeah. No, we'll get there. I guess. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Guys, I like this part. Hopefully. I'm not being negative. I'm just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, so they, they meet up and uh, everyone's kind of been getting letters from the Raja about mm-hmm. what's going on. Black Tower, all this like spicy stuff. Um, and then uh, Sean. Sean arrives. No, Talene shows up first. Oh, Talene And it's like, uh, or no, sorry. Um, Yukiri reveals that Talene has a summons to stand before the High Council of the Black Aja in the house. Oh, oh, And oh. she's like, should I go? And they're like, we should all go and we should fight them. And I was like, this prologue is about to have everything. And then they're like, no, 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 that's a bad idea. And it's I was like, idea. no, yeah. do the cool thing. I was so upset when she was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to fight the Black Aja tonight. I was so excited for this to be like a fucking like, I was like, nah, they're gonna get their asses kicked. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't. But it, it it got a little spicy there for a second. I wanted the basement Black Aja fight so bad. The basement Black Aja. Like, cause it was supposed to be like in the basement. They're like, we're gonna go down to the basement with her, and it'll be 19 against 13. And I was like, let's fucking go. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Instead, Talina runs away. She packs mm-hmm. her bags and she flees. And then Sean shows up. Yeah. Yeah. She has the same news. Same news, basically, and uh, we, we, what's her name? It's like mad that she's like um, not more scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And then she has her big reveal. Oh yeah, Elena. We you know the reason we thought that she's not Black Aja. Uh, well, that reason we don't have anymore because she actually asked me to to find Alviarin's treason and not ferret out the Black Aja. So I misunderstood that. Um, which is which is so. <laughs> But, which is like the fucking... Which is so dumb on Aleda's part, because how the fuck was Aleda supposed to know without expressly saying it? Like, like Sean also... is like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll find the Black Aja. That's got to be what she's talking about, right? And Aleda was like, no, no, what? Like, No, but, but here's my problem with it. All, these women have been on this investigative path uh-huh. for fucking weeks. And they have been, or I guess two weeks. And they, they keep hearing the Black Aja say that everything that goes through Aleda's office is somehow known by the Black Asha. And also, they have Aleda being like, I need you to investigate Alviarin. I think there's something up with Alviarin. And these these three women have been talking about this night and day, and not one of them, for one second, is like, what if Alviarin is the dark friend? They like, already know that. They already know that. No, they don't. That This whole thing, they, they start to think that Aleda might be the dark friend because they still won't put a single ounce of accusation towards Alviarin. They won't even think about it. They keep bringing up that they're like, oh, God, how does everyone in the, uh, how does Aleda's office, everything that happens there, get to the Black Aja if Aleda, Aleda's got to be Black Aja, I guess. And they go back to that. And I'm like, or, or it's the other person... <laughs> And these three women refuse to think for one second that maybe Alviarin was an evil person. 
And they just, people keep being like, there's a dark friend in Aleda's office. And they're like, but Aleda's the one who sent us on this mission. It can't be Aleda. And I'm like, there's another person there. Yeah. There's a fucking other human in that office. And like the yeah. whole time they're like, but Aleda sent us on this mission and she, and the Black Aja knows everything she knows. I don't understand how these two pieces of information go together. It's almost like there's another person there. It's so frustrating to read every time. I love Pavara. I love these characters. But it is frustrating to read these women be like, hmm. It's like a lady. Alviaran is like literally standing in front of them. And they're like looking over here. And then they're looking over here. And then they're looking over here. And they're looking over here. And their eyes just don't catch the thing in the middle of those two ideas. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I get, yeah. You know what? It would be rude. It would be very rude of them. How unfortunate. Uh, Which is interesting because you know what we cut to? Alviarin. Alviarin's POV. Um, she's getting uh, spanked. Uh, she's getting birched every morning. So every, every day. The spankings are back. Um, and she's really <laughs> humiliated. And that's it. That's her POV. Her life is miserable. She has been stripped of the keeper stole. And she's getting uh, spanked every morning. Yeah. Sucks to be Alviarin. But I don't really give a shit because she's a terrible person. Uh <laughs> And uh, she also, like, finds out Talene has left and is like, I need to watch Dosain and Yukiri closer. Yes. She That's does it. start being, like, suspicious. So... But it's mostly just a POV to let you know she's getting spanked. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, we cut to Perrin. Perrin. Uh, it's not really Perrin's point of view. I wrote Perrin's point of view. It's actually, like, Galena first and then Perrin. But um, Galena right. is riding alone in the woods, um, which... They let her do. Yeah. Yeah, as long as she comes... I think... Here's the thing. I literally think it's, like, to give her enough freedom that she, like, has the potential to fuck it up so that they can punish her more, which is exactly what happens. You know, you better be back before sundown. Oh, it's 30 seconds after sundown. Sucks to suck. And you're like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's on a ride, and she gets accosted... Uh, by Gal and G- Grady? Fager? Oh, yeah. Fa- Fager? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, no idea. Fabergé Egg and Gaul, um just kidnap her. And she's like, what? It's impossible. <laughs> there's there's no way they got this close because of the sentries. And then she's like, no, there's no way they traveled. No one knows how to do that. And then they're like, yeah, we traveled. And she's like, what? What? In this economy? <laughs> Explain how that, ha- what what traveling has to do with the economy. Traveling in this economy, mm-hmm. it's very yeah, expensive. Yeah, that costs money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us it does. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I want you to, uh, if you're going to say the joke. No, it's, it's funnier. Use it when it makes sense. It's you funnier when it You just say it to make me upset. <laughs> yeah. The whole purpose is to make me upset. It's not even, you're not even trying to be funny. You are just doing Chad it. Chad is laughing. Very funny. I hate Comedy. It so much. Comedy. Kevin Adams, thank you for that super chat. Narg is smart enough to have made that connection. I agree. It's such an obvious connection. <laughs> uh, and uh, Karina also bought a Tucson hybrid, and they love it. So we're, I guess we're getting a Tucson car. in this economy. See, there it makes sense because they're expensive, and there's a financial cause. But because it works, it's not funny. The funny part is that it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like to save it when you're like worked up so that your face just like drops, you know? So, great. Perrin, I, I uh, so she gets taken back to Perrin. 
We need a in this economy shirt design. Yeah, we're going to. We're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it, it's you guys, but you guys only have to experience it like once a week in book club. I get it everywhere else. Like it's not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's sometimes it's the last thing she whispers to me before we go to sleep. I'm wearing them down. <laughs> wearing me down for what? I don't know. To leave you? No, I don't need to wear you down for that. I could just be like, bye. Oh, my God. Uh, so she comes in all bluster. She honestly puts up a pretty good face here. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, like, look, yeah. Galena's evil character, right? Pretty pretty impressed with the way she manages to show up in this tent. She, like, gives, like, full Aes Sedai. Um, and uh, it, it makes some pretty convincing arguments as to why the parents should leave her and let her go back. Well, I don't know. It's more like Aes Sedai business. These are not the droids you're looking for. And I was like, what? But But she's like, look, like you, I'm an Aes Sedai. I have a plan here and I can get Fyle out of their safe. You I'm not just... going to tell you what the plan is, though. Well, I, she's like, yeah, that's confidential. But I, I think that, like, you know, considering how beaten down she's been, she shows up in this scene in a way that I was like, oh, shit. Like, Galena's a really interesting character. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, I will agree. Like, her backbone, I mean, obviously, like, it gets a lot worse after this. And mm-hmm. as much as, like, I'm like, yeah, the evil characters, the ones who are getting, like, abused in these chapters, it's still a lot of women being abused repeatedly throughout the writing of this. Um, and, and it just gets more and more extreme as we kind of get through this book. But, mm-hmm. um I just thought that Galena showed up in a way that, like, was very interesting to read. Um, see, Sami says, yeah, but why does she want to go back? She wants to go back because... For the rod. For, for, yeah, for the oath rod because she cannot live without ever being able to channel again. Yeah. And it is more important it to her... It would be like if she was stilled, almost. It is more important to her to be able to channel in the future, because she's addicted to channeling, than it is to get away from... Um, the, the 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 torture that she's under, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and honestly, it's a it's a really interesting um a position that Rob Jordan has placed in the books about addiction and like the lengths that people will go in their addictions to you know yeah. If we're going to use the one power as a, a metaphor for addiction, then th- this is a really successful POV about that. Mm-hmm. The the problem is she like tells like some outright lies. Which she then realizes that she mm-hmm. will have to kill Fail yeah. and the others to protect the fact that she is a dark friend. Yeah. Um, and it's not under those oaths. The most exhausting thing about being a dark friend, um, <laughs> I I, would be having to constantly be aware of the fact that everything you say has to appear to be true. Because if you're caught lying, like that to me would be not worth it. I'd be like, um, you know what, devil, I'm, I, you know what, I would work for you. But like, that seems like a lot of work. I don't want to try and figure that out. Yeah, yeah, too much brain power for me. Um, but good luck, you know, good luck on, on your endeavors. I uh, wish you all the best. Um, but yeah, uh, we get our um, cover art scene, which, to be honest, the, the the art for the cover of this book was severely disappointing. Yeah. That is not my parent. That is not what parent looks like. I refuse to believe otherwise. Um, but uh, it's there, and, and, and for some reason... That's the cover art that we went with. Um, Christian Rapper says, this scene makes absolutely no sense. Perrin can smell when people are lying, but not in this scene, though. But we don't get Perrin's POV. But I would also argue that um, Galena might be one of the best liars in the world. That's, like, her job. 
And she's also like 150 years old and has been the world's greatest liar in all of that time because she runs the Dark Friends in the White Tower. Like, I honestly read this as the, like, I don't think, I think Perrin knows exactly that she's lying and does not give a fuck. That's that, like, you know, let her believe that she's got the upper hand. And he's like, I'm still going to go meet the Sentry. We're going to attack anyways. I'm not waiting on you. Like, he's, he's Maybe, not waiting. But I also, I also think that, like, if, here's the thing. I don't like it if Perrin's ability is omnipotent. I don't like it if it works on absolutely everybody. That nobody can, like, like, there are people, we because there are people in the real world who can choose to what they answer on a, a lie detector test, right? Right. They are so in control of when they're telling the truth or not that they can, that, and that's why lie detector tests are not infallible. But, like, if, if parents' nose is infallible about lying, that's less interesting to me than if it's really fucking good. But, like, if someone as practiced as Galena is in front of him, he doesn't know because... She literally that that that's like literally her whole thing. Um, uh, scroll up for a second. Uh, Eric, thank you for that super chat. Uh, leaders and dictatorships in fight and betray each other constantly. Uh, look at uh the Axis in World War Two. They made the Black Azure look functional. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that that's totally valid. It's just, uh, it, it just it, it um affects. We're we're just saying it affects our opinions of like the Forsaken. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to going back to the lying thing, I think Perrin can tell when someone is being shady and not revealing everything. But I don't think he can be like, "That's a lie. This fact is a lie. This is a lie." Like he already knows that Aes Sedai already talk in half truths and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, which is co- so close to lying that I, I I don't know if he can tell the difference. Um, That's true. I just I, so I don't I don't like it if it's perfect. I like like yeah, any anything fair. that is unbeatable. Yeah. Is uninteresting. Yeah. Right? There has to be, like, there, you have to have flaws in the system in order for it to be fun yeah. to read. And so if if, if if someone as practiced at line as Galena can't fool Perrin, then it just gets, you You just kind of, like, verge into, like, it's too magical for me. I, I need there to be some, like, the, I, I need the best sniffer to be beaten by the best liar. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Galena I, would be one of the best liars. I, oh, and here's the thing. I, I I didn't read in this scene that, like, Perrin knew exactly what she was lying about and how. But I, I, I have a feeling Perrin would have a general sense of mistrust. Just, Franklin Cheatham says, uh, Sanderson Rule of Fantasy number two, limitations are more interesting than powers. A hundred percent. Like, no fantasy story is interesting until you know what the limitations of your characters are. Totally. Because until you know what the limitations are, there can... O- and, and this is kind of where our argument about Attack on Titan Season 1 came in, where I was like, until we know what, like, the upper limits of these characters are, we never know when a fight is actually over. So there's no, like, stakes in who beats what right yeah, yeah you you in order for a story to be interesting there has to be um exhaustion a, a, an exhaustion point for the character's powers mm-hmm. and so if Perrin is just magically able to smell anytime any character has any emotion or lie or anything you verge into i stop believing and i also stop caring because the stakes of any situation are gone because there's no like consequence right it also kind of ties back into the fact that everybody can read faces so it makes parents ability less interesting yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately yeah. which it which sucks i actually think it's like a really cool thing 
So I like, so all I'm saying is that I read this as Galena is so good at lying that she snuck past Perrin. And I like that. That made this more interesting to me that like Perrin okay. met a liar who was able to beat his nose. All right. And that to me, I'm, I'm holding on to that headcanon because that makes this so much more fucking interesting. Yeah. That like Galena is just that good. Yeah. Is really fucking cool to yeah. me. Personally. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I think that is cooler than Galena is that that Perrin doesn't care that she's lying because he would care that she's lying, right? Yeah. Like if if he thought that she he she was lying about where um about the girls not sleeping in the same place every night, then he would press her for information harder. He wouldn't let her lie about where she is in the camp, and he certainly wouldn't let her lie when she says that um. Uh, that she would, that she swore that she would tell Fael to be in that house. Yeah. He wouldn't let her go back if he was sniffing her line and be like, ah, it doesn't matter that she lied. He would press her harder. Yeah. And so I like the idea that, and part part of it is probably he doesn't think I said I can lie. And so she gets away with it a little bit with that. Fair. But I, I do genuinely believe that Galena is just so fucking good at her job, mm-hmm. which is why she was the leader. Of the Black Aja. You don't get to be the leader of the Black Aja unless is you she are. she the leader of the Black Aja? No, I think. Well, no. she's the leader of the Reds. She Yeah, she was the leader of the Red Aja. Wasn't she in Alvierin's position before Alvierin? In terms of the Black Aja? I'm pretty sure Alvierin replaced her when Galena went missing. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Oh. I might be wrong about that. She probably is pretty, like, high up in there, yeah. Um, But if anyone can be that good, it would be Galena. Uh, and so... I think I just, yeah, Takuna just said that too. Um, and so I, yeah. I like that. I like that Galena's competent. It makes her more interesting. Yeah, yeah. That she's, because I, and this is my thing. I need some of these characters to be able to beat the main characters at things. I need some of the villains to be able to out Fox Perrin's nose and to yeah. be able to out luck Matt so that there's, so that there is like a limitation on the victories that our heroes can have. Yeah. So that when they do win, it matters as opposed to just always winning. No, I think that's totally valid. <laughs> um, but so he lets her go back, uh, and he basically says that they're going to attack because they can travel. Yeah. She's like, what? Travel? Yeah. <laughs> she's not, uh, yeah, she's, yeah. Um, she's like, no, I don't believe it. <clears throat> We're oh, at the shit. final POV of the prologue. What? Egwene wakes up in a carriage. Yeah. I don't understand this at all. Um... I don't really get what happened. So they slap her around a little bit. Yes. And then they get to the White Tower. No, 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 no. The, the, the actual getting to the White Tower. Oh. So they, they knock her out in the boat and then uh-huh. give her fork root tea. Yeah. Shouldn't she be out for like hours? Turbulence's pretty big. I guess. I guess that must Depends be Depends how much they gave her as well. The, it's just that the last time we had the fork root tea, it, they, they were out for like a day or they're, they're at least overnight and so now like this like she, her waking up like 20 minutes later in the carriage ride to to the white tower was weird to me because i was like wait what why is it's it probably is just a dosage thing um because you know they they don't need to knock her out for 24 hours and if they do knock her out for 24 hours she's like useless the next day so have they been like have they been like testing this they Probably. Have the, this just like, have the Aes Sedai been like testing dosages on each other? Because they discovered Fork Root Tea like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, I guess right? so. Right? Like the, 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 the White Tower's only known about Fork Root Tea since like 
Um, Since that one girl used it on Nynaeve and Elaine. No, they didn't find out about it until way later. Well, because she told them. She told them. She, like, wrote about it. Use the tea, use this thing to, to knock them out. And so I think that's when they found out about it. I thought the White Tower didn't find out about it till way after that. No, I think they've known about it for like three or four months. They've been testing it unaccepted. That is so fucking dark. Really? Yeah. That's wild. That is dark. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the Browns tested it, yeah. Right, Tamara, this isn't a nitpick. What? God, people people don't want you to talk about things. They just want you Sorry, to jizz we'll all just, over it. We'll just read the book for you. How about Knife that? of Dreams is really good. Bye, everybody. Great show. <laughs> Thanks is, for being here. This is why it's interesting. I know. I just, people are like, why are you talking about the things in the book in your three-hour show where you talk about the things in the book? And I'm like, I don't know, because we're having fun. it's fun. It's a good time. Jesus. We like it. <clears throat> We're having a good like, time here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about y'all. But like since since New Spring, I've been having a great time at book club. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The the whole like testing. Kevin thing, Adams like, says they're micro dosing the novices. That's so fucked up. Like That's uh, dark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sex Monkey says that is never said in the book. But here's the thing. Who else would they be testing it on? Each How other. else are they testing it? I mean, I guess. I'm just like the Browns were like, <laughs> if okay, I was the ice to die. The, the idea of testing it would be so hard to swallow, literally. Um, right? Like, can you imagine trying to convince someone in the White Tower, especially given how, like, fucked up the White Tower is right now where nobody trusts anybody? The Browns are just going to incapacitate themselves for, like... Yeah, but, like... For science? I mean, a Brown would do that, the, actually. The, the warders are literally wearing their swords... In the White Tower, everyone is so on edge. I said I are wearing their and, shawls. And they're like, I start going around being like, hey, can I knock you out and take away the power for like uh, 12 hours and hope that it comes back because we're testing dosages? Like, Curiosity killed the Browns. Curiosity <laughs> killed the Browns is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that it, I guess, I guess it makes, I just assumed that, you know, they found out about Four Root Tea, you know, like, I don't know, like eight months ago, but they got to like get supplies to be able to like start testing it. So... I don't know how much time they've actually had with it, but yeah, it seems like they're studying it. But it and seems like they must it. be they if they have exact dosages. Yeah. Then that means that they they like know like based on the weight of someone. Yeah. How much orchard tea to give them, and that just seems like I, I I don't know. It just seems like this this kind of like popped up very fast. Considering I feel like it would have taken like a year to convince anyone to even try it. Well, if the Browns are, if they test it on themselves, they don't really have to convince anyone. They I, I, they can kind of just do it. And if the head of the Browns is like, no, we're going to study this, then they kind of got to go with it. Um, Arizu, thank you for that super chat. You guys always raise such terrifying questions. You're welcome. It's because I'm a terrifying human. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. But yeah, no, it was, it was just, I, I, I thought it was weird that she woke up so quickly. I, I thought she was going to wake up like in the cell the next day. Yeah. And she was just out for like an hour. Yeah, no, she, like, she she just got in the carriage, she woke up. They're all spicy with one another. Like, they, they don't like one another, but they also don't like her. They, like, beat her up a little bit, but only a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, they get to the White Tower. Yeah. And um, uh, it takes they take her to Sil- Silviana, is her name? 
fucking the fucking Ice and I are so stupid. Egwene is literally like, yeah, no, that's Leanne, and they're like, no, it isn't. Stop lying. That's and wilder. Like, Jesus. And it's like, like I, okay, I don't know what to tell uh, you. Sure. Yeah, great. Leanne got healed, and they're like, no, shut up. Hold up. Let me just be honest with you for a second. But like, you're gonna just assume that I'm lying for some reason. Like, like, and like, what a weird lie if true. Like, why would she lie about that? If not true, yeah, it would be a weird lie. I don't. It's just such a weird thing to be like. Shut up! That's a lie. Or okay. or maybe <laughs> it isn't, and you need to stop assuming shit because it's causing you so many fucking problems. But here's the thing: they they all hate Egwene, right? And what Egwene stands for and what they've done to it. So they're they're just like, nah, fuck you, without thinking about it. But yeah, I, I don't know, know. But what it's the, the fact that the Aes Sedai keep doing be. things without thinking about it that is my problem with them. Is oh, that yeah, like that's Aes Sedai? Like, thank God for the Salad Barbarians being like at least they're 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 like infighting, but at least they're somewhat competent. Other than the fact that they're they're not testing for male channeling yeah. everywhere. But like the 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 fucking White Tower Aes Sedai are the most arrogant, egotistical yes. ninnies ever. Yeah, and they are exhausting to read. I just hate them all. For their fucking, like, stick up their ass. We're so fucking great that we're not even going Look, to think that this woman who we just saw turn a fucking giant chain into Quendalar might know shit we don't know. Here's the thing. The real enemy of the Wheel of Time is miscommunication and distrust. But it's not even miscommunication at this point. It's them being like... That, it's them being like, la, 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 yeah, la, yeah, yeah. la, la, la. Like, <laughs> this woman has just turned a giant chain into Quendalar in front of you. Which you is something watched didn't it know. happen. Yeah. And then you're like... But you don't know traveling. They also know. Like, they also know that stilling can be healed at this point. I but but and that's my point, right? Is you have this like like there's there these characters are seeing things happen in front of them and they're going, yeah, but like that other thing you say isn't possible. Yeah, no, they just don't like a grain oh and they're like, no. <laughs> and it's just all of them. The Aes Sedai are just the fucking worst. I hate them so. Like I want the Sanchin to come blow the fucking tower down. I just want, like, well, I, I want, want a, that. I want the fucking volcano that is Dragon Mount to launch a piece of ash so large that it just crushes the White Tower and gets rid of all of these fucking people. I hate them. I just, like, yeah. nothing, nothing will drive me crazier more than people who are, like, so dead set on how incredible they are that they don't see other people. America! Sorry. Oh, my God. That's uh, fair. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, my bad. Um... Yeah, so they go to Sylviana, and Sylviana is like, so you're not actually going to be punished for it. You're going to become a novice again. Because yeah, it yeah. wasn't your fault that they made you Amarillin Seat. And Egwene's like, no, I'm Amarillin Seat. And she's like, okay, spanking number one. Would you like to say anything? <laughs> and Egwene's like, yeah, spank me. Go for it. Go for it. And here's the thing. I think that, like, one of the problems with the Aes Sedai having one punishment for everything is that, like, after spanking, a while... Spanking and scrubbing pots. And, oh, no, working oh, yeah. on a farm. Working on a farm. We'll send you to a farm from us. Send you to a farm. I, I think that um, the... After a while, I feel like I would be like, okay, spank me. Like, what we've done, we've done this before. Let, yeah. Let's get it over with. Like, how many spankings are you really going to endure before they kind of lose their power over you? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, I'll have to get that later. What is it? It's the consultation I reached out to okay. last night, and but um, um, gonna have to deal with it later. Um, yeah. So then, uh, Egwene is like, by the way, just just so everyone is aware, mm -hmm. um, I'm a dreamer, <laughs> and I had a dream, and the Sanchin are going to take over the tower. So do with that as you will. 
Good night. <laughs> I was like, all right. Do you think it's real or do you think she's like, ah, I'm going to fuck around? No, I think she does. I think she's I like, think there's no reason not. Well, because she brings up Toledo. Yeah. She does bring up. We know that she brings up Toledo. So at, at the very least, we know that they're thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing is the Sanchen are about to learn how to travel. So uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's that's no fun. Uh, definitely no fun. Um, but yeah, she's like, I'm a dreamer, and they're like, eh, we'll see about that. See, Sting is bringing up something I was going to bring up so soon, once we got to it. Um, what, what irks me is the Sanchen general with Perrin implying that somehow the Sanchen learned a fork root, they've apparently been growing heaps of it in, like, m- moments in a factory, how they control the growing time. See, Sting, I agree with that on so many levels. Like, how the fuck do the Sanchen have a, like, warehouse of fork roots somewhere? I'm assuming that they have fork root over in Shandar. They don't need it. For what purpose? Well, here's the thing. If you mass... Oh, actually, no, to, to, if, to, for the men. That's actually, it is brought up. For, for the men, men. For the men. But also, you mass dose a population, and if someone is affected by it, then you know that they can channel. Because it doesn't really affect people who can't channel very much at all. So... That would actually be a, a way to find men who can channel. Yeah, you ferret out people who can channel... With the fork root. So it's like the fluoride they put in our water for our teeth. But it's fork root. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They microdose fork root to the entire population of uh, Shandar. Um, Emory says to punish the domain, but like they don't need... The problem is once the collar's on them, they don't need to punish the domain. They, yeah, they can just make them do whatever like, they want. And I feel like if a domain took fork root, the Suroth domain would feel it through the bond. Oh, if they have the thing attached? Yeah. Probably. So I feel like they wouldn't want to do that because it would hurt the Seroth domain as well, but... Or Soldom, I mean. Yeah. Does it catches... Does it... Would that catch the Soldom, though? Because the Soldom are... Okay, so, so, okay. So does Fork Root only affect people who can channel, or does it also affect people who have the spark to potentially be able to learn to channel? But they don't have the spark. The Soldom? Yeah, they don't have the spark. They can learn to channel, but they don't have the yeah. spark. Well, sorry, that's what I mean by... The, so, so Only you can powerful either, people have the spark. You can either learn to channel, yeah, yeah. like you either inherently uh, discover the power, or you have the potential to discover the power. Yes. So does Fork Root affect people Or does who, it not start affecting you until after you've started channeling? I, I, that's what I don't know. It doesn't only affect you if you've ever touched the source. Like if it doesn't, if you've never done it, and you haven't touched it, and so, like, that's, but then like, wouldn't the they, line? But then, no, it can't be that, because at some point in the Sanchen land, some Soldom has drank fork root tea, and been a, then then they would have been affected by it, and people would have been like, wait a second, why no, is that person affected by this fork root tea? But that's what I'm saying. Maybe you have to have already touched the source. No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, yeah, for yeah, fork yeah, root yeah, yeah. To, to... I'm saying, like, it has to have been, you have to, it must be that you have a certain amount of ability or a connection to the to one power for it to work otherwise at some point they would have used fork root to figure out who can channel and not and that would have spoiled the whole domain soldom thing unless the sanchin empire actually knows the secret of the domain soldom thing we'll never find out because they're all dead they're all dead but, so it doesn't matter um, yeah the maybe i don't know it yeah. doesn't matter ultimately yeah. i don't think it's going to matter all that much i think that this is a like hand wavy thing to, like, allow for certain plot points in this series to happen that is not very scientifically driven. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to, like, be upset about that. But it was, it's one of those things where I'm, like, I, I, I'm very curious as to how this works, you mm-hmm. know? So, we shall see. Um, we shall see. <laughs> we'll get to the Asuncion uh, Four Crew factories later. 
Um, Lee Sign says, oh, I thought it was only native to Randland, but no, they, they must have it, right? They I don't know. We, yeah. we have not been told one way or the other yet. All we know it is It is just very Sanchin, funny to me that there's like a factory of it. It's probably the Ogier Gardens. They made a garden out of it. Already? No, they're Ogier. They haven't been there long. They have magical tree singing powers. Look, if they were like, we need enough to pour, we, we need enough for like a, a, like a few hundred teacups, I, I wouldn't think of it. It's the fact that they're like, we have a, a warehouse factory. where we have so much of this shit that we warehouse. can poison a lake. You know what I mean? It 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 is yeah. the sa it is it is the sheer amount. If you really think about how much tea Don't you would have it. to put into to have it be a fucking lake, you're talking about don't so think about much. It. Yeah, yeah, no, don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> it's it, well, we don't know what the dosages are. They might be very, very low. And maybe, but it's still a lake. I know. It's if it wasn't if if they had a plan that didn't involve poisoning the entire lake that feeds into a canal, I wouldn't have thought so much about it. But like Seasting, I was like. Like, huh. How how, how much Fort Crute did the Sanjin have just ready to go at any given moment? I wonder if we will find out. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I think the Ogier can, like, sing, like, Fork Root trees. They just start springing up out of the ground. <laughs> sure. I, I don't it know. Just, it, was, it was just that Perrin was like, we're going to poison the lake. And I was like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> It's pretty wild, but like cool. It's if like it when works. Boston turns the um the river in Boston green for um St. Patty's Day. They dye the river in that flows through town green. For St. Patty's Day. They put dye in the river? I mean it's it's safe. It's not like toxic. Okay. It's it's yeah, it, it's just like a fun thing they do. Okay. Yeah, they do it every year. Sure. Alright. Yeah. Why not, I guess. Um, anyways, yeah, we don't really know about any of these things yet. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. I just can't wait. I cannot wait for them to have, like, tankers worth of four group tea. Yeah, yeah, They just start bringing in, like, like, 18 wheelers. Sorry, Chicago, not Boston. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never, uh, no, I have been to Boston. But I, I was in Chicago for St. Patty's Day. I don't know why I said Boston. Thank you, Chad. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a thing. One of the Americas, you know? Yeah. Um... Chapter one, we made it to Knife of Dreams. The book begins. Let's freaking go. We're hanging out with Swan. Uh, Swan wakes up from a dream. Yeah. Because Egwene uh, was like, hey, I need you to talk to the girls. Let them know I'm alive. Yeah. Also, let them know, don't come for me. Uh, I'm fine. And also, um, uh, meet me in Telran Riyadh. We don't see the scene in Telran Riyadh, so we don't know what was learned there. Uh, I do wonder if Swan knows more than she lets everyone else know. Maybe. Um, I would not be surprised, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rodney Strait says, is it the entire lake? I thought it was just the water reservoir. I'm not sure I understand what the difference between those two things is. Mm, I don't know. Maybe there's a point where, I, I don't know, science. The, I, the, not my where my brain works. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, no. So, um, so, yeah. So, we don't actually see the scene in Teleran Riyadh. Um, but we do see Swan wake up in Gareth Bryan's tent. Uh, but she's not in love with him. She's not in love she with him. She just goes and sleeps in his room when she's feeling a little scared. When the when the shit hits the fan, she's like, I'm going to go sleep in his room. She also, like, bonks her legs on every single piece of furniture <laughs> yeah. in there. I love this so much. Gareth Bryan sets up his furniture so that you cannot get to his bed if you're an assassin without, like, making a shit ton of noise. I was like, this is the most Gareth Bryan shit ever, and I am here for it. Yeah. Um, also, I appreciate the Veggie Tales reference. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's like, Gareth Bryan is fucking goat. 
and Suan gets uh, mad for some reason and decides to unpolish his boots because, God damn it, you need to let me do that because I'm supposed to do that. It's so petty. I know. Um, I, I hope he steps in it. Sandan like, Glockta says, uh, how dare him not even try and kiss her? In this economy. Stop it! I will I will turn this show around and we will start back at the beginning of the books and we will not get to Memory of Light for another year. Don't threaten them with a good time. We will not. No, no, no. They want us to read the end of those books. That's true. You'll have to go for another year without being allowed to post spoilers in the chat. Yeah, that's true. No. Um, Stop yes. it. How dare he not kiss her? But I. But she doesn't love him. Brett Babinaugh uh, was working. Thank you for that super chat. Was thank working you so and just much. popped in. Here's to help with the Ford Windstar minivan. Appreciate it. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to need that for our large family. Oh my god. Uh, we love a good minivan. Does oh it have god. a DVD player in it? Probably. Great. Um, I'm sold. Actually, I don't know if they make the Windstar anymore. That might be an old one. They, that might not have a DVD. Player. I have no idea. Do you know the story of my family's DVD player in the van? Oh, that it broke day one? Yeah. We, so my family bought a van. Mm -hmm. This was, fuck, a decade ago. Um, no, more than that. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Uh, this was like two decades ago. We bought a van and it had a DVD player in it. And um, we went on one road trip. And on the way there, the DVD player worked. And then it broke. And then it ne we never got it fixed. And so my parents paid, I think it was like a $2,000 upgrade for this DVD player to keep the kids in the back, like, distracted. It wasn't under warranty? And we never used it again. They never took it in. So we had a broken DVD player in our van for, like, the 15 years that my family owned that car. That's and tragic. And it never worked. That's tragic. We had a DVD player in our van, and it pretty much exclusively just played Shrek. Which sense. is why it's the movie that I have seen the most. And I'm not mad about that, to be honest. Um... Yeah, I mean, she said, what's the problem, baby? And the problem was that there was no problem. <laughs> no, Swan has said, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm in love. But wait, uh, no, our big, Our big project this summer? Yes. The thing that we're not telling everybody about yet? Yes. No in this economy jokes. I'm. It is in, it's going to be in everybody's contract that no one is allowed to do that. I'm not going to sign a contract. You have to sign a contract. I don't have to. I'm making you sign a contract. <laughs> Good luck with that. And your con the only line in your contract is no in this economy jokes. <laughs> I guarantee nothing. I'm going to add extras just to We're barely going to get any sleep. I'm not putting up with that. <laughs> Bethany, thank you for this <laughs> super chat. Uh, walking my dogs through the woods after nightfall with my light broken and <laughs> chuckling about your jokes is a surreal experience. Thanks for the entertainment, guys. No, You're welcome. No, thank you, Bethany. And oh. Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. Wait, so if Sammy's the cat, who's the dog? We want to know. Inquiring minds. Um, thank you for the super chat. Oh my god, I hate this joke so much. And I now know. it's just it, like the, fact the that problem is it. that the more I hate it, the more everybody uses it, which yeah. makes me hate it more, and I yeah. can't like stop myself. I know, it's great. I'm fucking weak. Yeah. Um so uh Sawan goes and meets with the ladies. Uh Bionin and Nassine aren't Nassau aren't there. Uh-huh. Um curious. We'll find out about some of that later. Uh and uh they kind of she kind of just tells everyone to chill and they're like, okay. I guess we'll do that. Calm down. Yeah. And then Lelaine is like, you're going to help me be the Amberlynn seat. And Swan is like, I don't want to do that. But a short. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Um, we don't learn who um, betrayed them, but I'm assuming it's. Uh, BNN. I don't think it's BNN. Why? I don't think BNN would have known. betrays them. Why oh. wouldn't she know? She's on their, like, council. She's like. She didn't, like, swear fealty, but, like, she's, like, always there. I think it's Nassau. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, I just thought, I was like, oh, it's Bionin. Wait, who was the person that Egwene replaced? Replaced how? In the last book. Oh, the novice from her village. Was it a novice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was. The novice. I don't remember what her name was. She's like the sister of somebody. Hmm. Can't remember. No, I no, no, because Bionin doesn't come back to Aleda and be like, hey, look, it worked. Aleda's pissed at Bionin for disappearing on her and not doing more. Yeah. So I think that Nisau is the one that betrays the information about Egwene, about the Quendalar plan. And but Bionin is the one who goes back to Aleda afterwards. But I don't think they're the same. I don't think Bionin did that, or else Aleda wouldn't be upset with Bionin because she would be the reason that Aleda captured Egwene. Someone else betrayed Egwene, not Bionin, in this instance. Even though Bionin has not been on Egwene's side. I wish I had a list of people who knew about the Quendalar thing. Uh, Methany, All the sitters do. So it could be Ramonda. It could be Lelaine. It could, like any of them yeah. could be it. Methany, thank you for the super chat. Dog's name is Shadow. Does that make me a dark friend? Yes. Yes, but that's okay. But we, we knew, we've we known still... since episode one. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're on the same side. <laughs> New monkey um, bribe cake fund. <laughs> James Ross, thank you for that super chat. Guys, monkey got a cake. And apparently it was very tasty. Um, they definitely ignored my instructions while making it, though. Uh, it's fine. There is a picture somewhere in the Discord. Michael says, I thought the betrayal was Nicola. No, Nicola, Nicola left them a long time ago. Nicola left before. So so Nicola knew they were making Quendalar, but Nicola did not know that the plan about this plan. The only people who knew about the plan is the people who were told at, at, no, right Nicola's before No, the one that left a while ago and is in the White Tower now. Yeah, she left like... A, a few weeks ago, but they've been learning how to make Quendalar for a while. But Egwene did not reveal the plan to change the chain to Quendalar until, like, the moment that she needed to. Yeah. Except to a very small group of people. and The sitters all knew? Yeah. But but my point is that Bionin doesn't ride in, like, why are you mad at me? I told you this was happening, and you captured Egwene because of me? Yeah, because Nicola... So there has to be another betrayer. Yeah, Nicola wouldn't know the time and date that they were planning on doing it. She she left too soon for that, and she was not in that circle. So I actually don't think it's Nicola. There has to be another betrayer. I think so. Unless Bionin is hiding that she's a betrayer, but that would be weird to me. I don't understand why that would be the case. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, that's maybe. kind of the first chapter. It's really just a lot of, like, passing around information and finding out that um, Foul Lane has kind of been tortured by Lelaine for a while because the even the good guys just torture each other for information in this world. Yes, if you don't like violence against women, duh, don't read the series because yeah. there is a lot. Lelaine is like, I guess I can let Foul Lane out of captivity now, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, Whatever. yeah. Everyone kind of sucks a little bit, Yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> The Aes Sedai all suck. I, like, I, I literally hate this. Maybe it is Lelaine. I Lelaine's hate the Aes Sedai so much. Well, no, it, Lelaine is a blue. I feel like there's no way that Lelaine well, and the, But betrayed... Bionin's also blue. Bionin? Bionin's no. also blue. No, she's a gray. Oh, right, right, right. Bionin right, is right. a gray. It feels weird that Lelaine would be a betrayer as also like a blue Aja, unless she is a dark friend as no, well. No, Lelaine wants to be Amarlin's seat. Yes. Lelaine is just greedy. I don't think Lelaine is evil. I don't think Lelaine did... Di- yeah, I don't think Lelaine is the one who betrayed... Um, but she definitely has her own, like, motives and shit, so. Oh, oops. Oops, excuse me, what? The title of the video is wrong. Oh! <laughs> Through chapter 15! Oh my god, that would fix be... it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Nobody saw that at all, ever. Um. Yeah, don't worry about it, I fixed it. Um... No, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I just, I don't think it's BNN because Aleda's mad at her when she shows up. If, if Aleda were not mad at her when she showed up, I think it could be BNN. 
But because of Aleda's reaction, I feel like there has to be another betrayer. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Bianin, chapter two, The Dark One's Touch. Bianin is evil. Uh, Bianin yeah. uh, travels with her warder um, to the tower. Uh, she disguises herself so that she can get into the tower. And she walks in on Aleda and is like, it's me. And Aleda's like, what the fuck? And Bianin's like, what? I did a lot of things. I, like, got people to hate each other. Um, I, I I didn't do that much. But, like, it's all I, good now, right? I did the best that I could, kind of. Um, and she, here's the thing. She definitely redeems herself because she teaches Aleda traveling. Yes. Yes. And also, like, how to invert weaves, how to hide that you're using the source. Like, Aleda now Maybe has... Maybe how to make Quindalar? I don't know if Bianin... I, I, no, Bianin doesn't know how... Bianin's not able to do that. Okay. I, I think it, but, she uh, makes it clear that she doesn't know how to do she that. She reveals many things that should not have been revealed. But uh, now, that siege that's going on, totally pointless. So I'm not really sure what we're going to do about that. No idea. Because now the th- the whole point of the siege, um, great. I, I yeah, I genuinely don't know what's gonna happen. I think they're gonna sit there, both of them, until the fucking Shanshin show up and murder everybody. Like, I just hope it's fast. I I like. I there's a lot of yeah. characters sitting in places right now, and I'm hoping that the like. Even, like, the parent stuff, they're still talking about acting, but they're not doing it. And they're like, we'll push off another week. But Crossroads of Twilight was only 10 days as a book. Yeah. So I'm like, please, please have the end of that week be in this book. I, like, I just, I... I was hoping it would be, like, a double fake out, but I think the revealing how to travel and stuff means that BNN is very bad. Oh, yeah, BNN's definitely bad. But also, like, now Alviarin isn't the only person in the White Tower that's going to be able to travel. And yeah. It, it, it does mean that the siege is basically meaningless. Much like the siege on Andor is basically meaningless because Elaine can just open gateways and get food in. The White Tower is now in the same position where, like, yes. the siege does not matter anymore. Yeah, freezing the gates doesn't, yeah. You Gareth just... Bryan's whole thing is kind of wasted. And so I hope it still matters because we spent so much time getting here with it. Yes. But I, I hope it still amounts to something. Otherwise, like, wh- like, fuck, why did the slog have to, like, get into so much detail if ultimately the story was like, but then the other side learned traveling so it didn't matter. Yeah. Is like, is like, well, okay, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it was very unfortunate. I'm like, okay, well, this changes everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in sucks. Fuck that person. And her yeah. poor, her poor warder doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, "Are you going in there to kill her?" Bianin is like, "Shh, shh." Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, and so that's kind of it. That's what happens in chapter two. Yeah. Honestly, the prologue was so dense, and then the chapters themselves are kind of like characters finding out information from the prologue we've already talked about. We forgot about our favorite quote. What? Small courtesies were the lubricant of daily life. Page 116. Uh, guys, this is my favorite quote ever in the Wheel of Time. Guys! Uh, I'm done. Guys! Lube confirmed in the Wheel of Time. Yes, lubricant is very good uh, in daily life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, small courtesies are the lubricant of a day of life. Of daily life. Of Which daily life. It's one of those things where it's like such a good quote. It's so funny. I'm we gonna, both died at that. I know. I'm I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna get that as a plaque on our wall. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Oh, uh the other thing in that chapter is that Matt and Stepanios, the king that disappeared Stepanos, from Stepanos, yeah. It's I'm, Stepanos? It's Stepanios. 
Stepanios. I mean, um, there's an EO. Oh. Matt and Stepanios. Um, Fair enough. Matt and Where's Pantyhose is uh, the, he's, he didn't like run away. He was kidnapped before Rand showed up. Yeah. Because Rand thinks he like ran away from yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah. Or, nope. or, or that um, uh, Samael had killed him. Yeah. No, Aleda had had him kidnapped. He's, he was kidnapped. Um, uh, well, no, Aleda didn't. Alviarin did. And she's like, but I'm going to pretend that it was me and that I did it purposefully to save his life so that he trusts oh, me again. Oh, I missed that. I'm pretty sure it was cool. Alviarin. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, um, that's interesting. I, I don't I don't imagine that Aleda will be able to retake Ilian. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how this plays into the future books, but it was it was cool to be like, oh, that, that he's not dead. Back. He's here. He was fine the whole time. He was just like bundled away on a boat for the last three books. Yeah. I wish I could have been bundled away on a book for the last three books. Um, Poor guy. <laughs> chapter three. At the gardens. Uh, the Forsaken all show up in Teleran Riyadh, and. Um, uh, a reveal is revealed that I hope is a lie because if it's true, wow, we went with the least interesting thing possible. So Arangar is uh, a horny and B very horny and B thinks her pussy is wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that it's like her appetites didn't change; they only expanded. And I was no. like, <laughs> um, and also, uh, um, Morden is maybe Ishamayil, maybe. Guys, ah, the fucking Ishamayil reveal, it kind of sucks. I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. I think that him being Ishamayil is just less interesting. So, yeah. that's just our opinion. The on Olive it. Gardens chapter. The <laughs> um, yeah, Part, partially because revealing that it's Ishamayil by Arangar just being like, ah, oh, it's probably Ishamayil, would be a very un inspired moment to reveal it. But also, Ishamayil just was never, like, that great a character to begin with. He was never that interesting. Back when we were reading books, like, one through three, we were like, yeah, Ishamayil just kind of does the same thing over and over again. He's a little insane, and, like, we don't really give a shit about him. And he just keeps, like, getting his ass kicked. Yeah, so bringing him back, I, I don't love it, but... Yeah, I was just kind of hoping... It would be anybody else. He also like didn't have the saw in his eyes when he was mad. Well, he has a completely before. new body. Yeah, but the eye thing is because of the true power. So if he was mad because of the true power, then then he, he should have had the thing. I, I I don't know. I I honestly I hope I hope it's not a Shamael. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna say. I don't like it if it is. Um, yeah, I don't think it is because I think that I think that. Revealing it like that would be kind of like. Revealing that would be kind of, and also like, Ishamayil as a villain doesn't doesn't like yeah I, do anything for me. We've beaten him. We've beaten him so many times. Yeah, him coming back as a person who looks different and is called the nipples. is kind of like okay. Yeah. All right. I I hope it's not him. I I think yeah. it's not him. Um, I hope Aaron Garth is wrong. Yeah. And I think I'm I think there's a lot of stuff being deleted in the chat. So something's going on. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I did not like I, I didn't like it, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Yeah. Um and honestly this whole chapter I I, I enjoy being with the Forsaken. But the, the This chapter was a little bit of a letdown in terms of like um showing us their point of view in that they're kind of like they never bring up 
any sort of consequences of the taint not being on the male half of the power anymore. And it is so strange to me that this like titanic shift in all of their lives has happened and it is not relevant to this discussion at all. Yeah, it doesn't really come into play, which it, is interesting. It happened a, over a book ago and it has not really factored into any character's decision making yet. And it is so weird to me because in the moment it felt absolutely massive. And we were set up as to why it was massive to the male characters, right? They're yes. they're told like, well, the Dark One isn't going to trust you anymore. And Demandred looks legitimately scared in that moment. Yes. In the previous book. And then we're kind of like, ah, we're not going to deal with that. Right and so away. now it's the first time we've seen them since their lives have all changed absolutely in this huge way. And the biggest change in their lives doesn't come up at all. No. It's not relevant to the discussion. <laughs> the chapter is uh, Arangar is horny. And go, a Shamayel might be, a Morden might be a Shamayel, and, and go kill this the is boys. what Perrin and Matt look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you, you, you put in this massive thing, and then it. I, I'm just waiting for some character to be like this mattered. Yeah. And obviously, like yes, Masana went through an awful thing because of it. I understand that like there were conse- there were some consequences to that, but I, I want well, Demandred to ha- I want Demandred to talk about what it's like to use the power. I don't like, think the Masana thing was about the cleansing. It was because she didn't show up for it. That's oh, why she was she punished. Didn't show up for it, but not that the that the taint was cleansed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like this was twelve days ago. This is the first time they've been together since they got their asses kicked. Well, we don't know. Well, they all showed up. All of the Forsaken showed up to an event. Twelve or or oh, Singar. Oh, you're saying twelve days ago they all showed up except Masana. This is the first time all of the Forsaken have been together since twelve days ago. The good team kicked their fucking asses. Yeah, and and none of them are like, hey. We're losing. They're still so confident in themselves. And, like, it's not even brought up that 12 days ago, they all showed up, the most powerful channelers in the world, and fucking lost. And nobody mentions it. No one... Morden... Oh, no, I think Morden is like, oh, shit, that didn't go very well. Uh, Tarmangaden is coming, and we need to get rid of the Taviran. Sure, sure, but I there's no conversation about... spurred by it. Like, it, it is very strange to me that it's only been 12 days and it's this first time these people have been together and they've, they're all and just they're kind of like... And they're not talking about it. And the, the taint doesn't come up. The event doesn't really come up other than Masana not being there. Like, there's so much that has happened for these characters and they're, the blow to their ego should be so massive in that they lost to these primitive fucking people who know nothing compared to them. And, the like, this should have rocked their shit. They should have shown up to this meeting and been like, what the fuck have we been doing? We're getting our asses kicked. Four of us are in new bodies because we've been killed and had to be brought back to life. Guys, we have been fucking rocked by this. We need to change our strategy. We need to learn from our failures and become better to like win at Tarming Gaiden. Mm-hmm. And instead they'll show up and they're like, don't fight Rand, fight these two fucks. Don't worry about it, everything's fine. We're all exactly the same. This hasn't changed our point of view at all when yeah. it should be the most devastating loss they've suffered in 3,000 years. And th- so this yeah. whole chapter was just so casual. It, like the worst, the, the worst loss the darkness has faced in three thousand years happened twelve days ago, and they were all present for it, and they were the ones who got their asses kicked. And this scene was so pedestrian. It's true. I, I did expect this scene to have like a fire under its ass. Yeah. Because of it, and it it did. It felt very like 
It, yeah, it, it felt a little bit too casual, I think. For it felt like a cocktail party. Like happened. they're literally like having drinks. The and, Olive Garden party. Like this should this should be red alert. And it's literally like. They're like, eh, you know what? What did you order? Gotta go take care of uh, Matt and Perrin. Did you did you order the soup or the salad? But they don't know that orange. Do you want to go have sex later? <laughs> yeah, basically. but they're literally like they just got their asses kicked, and they're literally oh, like, "Do you, I'm gonna flirt with Grandel today? I think that'll be fun. That'll be fun." And I'm like, "What are you guys doing? This is this is the your worst case scenario just happened. Why are you all so fucking casual about it?" And like, none of them have been like punished by the Dark One for losing. Like, Masana was punished for not being there. Yeah, hundred percent. But also, they lost to feel like the Dark One would be like not super happy about that. Anyway, it's just very. It, it it was it was strangely like. Unmotivated. It it was it was it was odd. Yeah, I I think the the tone of it was very odd considering what had happened. Like even if we had only gotten Erengar's POV and like it was constantly on their mind while in this room of people who were pretending that everything was okay, I think would have been okay. But I don't know. He doesn't even really like think about it. Yeah, Osengar is is gone. They don't the know most that Osengar the, the most is dead. things that he's like. I wonder if Osengar died there. Yeah. Oh well, doesn't matter either way. Like it just yeah. was. It, it, I was so excited for this chapter, and when it started with dark friends, uh, the Forsaken are gathering. I was like, we know. Oh shit! So much is about to happen. No, they. And then nothing kind of. They does. have met since the cleansing, because Erengar is like Osengar wasn't at the last one. That was the. No, Osengar showed up to to fight at the cleansing. So, so they must have had another meeting in that these sucks then, because then you're telling me that the more interesting version of these two meetings happened, and this is the one that we got. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just, I found this scene to be the first time these characters have been gathered together since this tragedy for them. Yeah. And there's, there's almost like no perspective in it other than being horny, and. So when I'm talking about like the villains feel weak to me, this is a scene that could have bolstered them. Like if if you show the Forsaken show up and it is red alert and the losing at the taint has fundamentally changed them and pivoted them towards wanting to have a better strategy going into the end game. I think that you have this incredible moment of showing the dark forces realizing, hey, these primitives are are worth an actual fight and yeah. we need to get our shit together. That's so much more interesting than what whatever this was supposed to be and this this whole chapter none of it worked for me. I don't like the Ashamayo reveal. I like everything every other chapter of this book so far. I know that like people call me negative nerdy whatever. I don't fucking care. Every other chapter of this book so far, I, there's a lot of stuff I like in it. There's yeah. a little bit too much violence towards women for my taste, but there's a lot to like in all of it. This was the one chapter where I was like this should have been I should have been so excited to get to the end of this chapter and learn all these things about these Forsaken. Yeah. And instead I got to the end of it and was like, really? That's where they're at right now? It felt like a low limp noodle. Especially when I opened the book and I was like, oh shit, the Forsaken. Yeah. Like I was like, ah, oh, this chapter's gonna be juicy. And then it wasn't really. Like I read the Ishamayel thing and I was like, what? And that that was about it. And then I was like, no, that can't. That can't be. But yeah, yeah, I just, it was fine. Yeah. That's what we learned. The boys are, uh... The boys are back. Uh, they're gonna go get rid of Taviran, Perrin, and Matt. Um, and uh, speaking of, uh, next chapter is Perrin. Pretty sure it jumps straight to Perrin. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Perrin's just looking for his wife. <laughs> That's 
more of this. I, 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 I'm really- No, this is a massive chapter. What are you talking about? Berlain, oh, I know, I Berlain know, know. has the sickest burn in the entire fucking series in this chapter. I know, I know. Berlain is ice fucking cold. She's not even supposed to be talking and she's like, no, 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 Perrin, don't worry about it. I got this one. Yeah, Perrin is like, uh, Aram, you need to wait over here because you, you're so hot headed. You're, you're too too much, too much, and I don't want uh, Masima finding out because now y'all are buddies. Perrin, basically, Just Perrin and his team are meeting with the Sanchin in the woods to work together to yes. fight the sun, to fight the, the Shido. Yeah, I love that Perrin's intimidation tactic is to have the two rivers longbows like shoot a piece of wood. From where he is. Yeah, and it's fucking rad. It's so cool. No, this I whole don't. chapter is this whole chapter is rad because it shows like an uneasy alliance with the Sanchin that yeah. makes sense based on their individual desires, yeah. right? Like the, the Sanchin don't want to apologize. And Perrin is like, look, like if you're gonna work with us, you leave our channelers alone. We're uh-huh. not gonna fuck with your domain, but you leave our channelers alone. And he has a strong enough position that the guy agrees with that. Like, Perrin here shows the... We see a lot of Perrin in, like, him being a lord through charisma of, like, people wanting to follow him. Yeah. But we don't see his intelligence very often. And this was a chapter that leaned so hard into Perrin's intelligence. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. It was so... Like, after the Forsaken chapter... Getting back to, like, the version of Perrin that's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in this the next chapter was such a highlight because I was like, fuck yeah, Perrin, you're smart. Use your brain. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, uh, like, you know, Berylaine did what she was not, like, supposed to do in that moment, but I think Berylaine did it purposefully. Oh, but it's such a to sick give burn. That, oh, no, I, uh, but I mean to give that, like, opposition of, like, you know, you're going to want to deal with Perrin yeah. because, the you know, this this is how the rest of us feel, so you better you better watch out. Um, um. So the so they ride up. They the Sanchin come and meet them. Everyone has too many people in the woods. They're like, "You brought too many people." Well, you brought too many people. Well, let's hope no accidents happen. And then Perrin is like, "Shoot my wood!" Giggity. And thank God those uh, those uh, long bowmen are are that good. Thank thankfully, yeah. From, fuck, like I was like, well, "Fuck those two rivers boys can fucking three hundred paces shoot a um, squirrel out of a fucking." tree at fucking a mile away. Yeah, um, basically. <laughs> and then the the Sanchin are like, well, we don't really need you for this. That's a lot of people. It's going to take us a few days. We, we're going to do this by ourselves. And Berlain is like... No, she's like, it'll take months to get forces together. I heard the ever-victorious army lost. Guess that name is uh, not true. To, yeah. Guess you're going to have to rename your army, you fucking losers. <laughs> and then the Sanchin guy's like... It's like... We didn't lose. We strategically retreated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Strategically retreated. Um, and so, you know, Perrin's like, hey, who is in that camp? Savannah. And the they're like, oh, actually, if we bring Savannah's head yeah. back, you know, that, that looks that looks pretty good Sir for Arthur us. will be pretty happy. That looks pretty good for us. So, uh, but, so uh, but let's we figure can't, it out. We don't have the numbers. <laughs> yeah. There's no way we can do this. Because Perrin's like, just so you know, they have about 400 wise ones. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, ah, fuck, that is a lot. Ah, no, actually, we're good, we're good. You know what was a detail I really liked? Yeah. Was the Sancho being like, yeah, people keep talking about these wise ones who can channel, but the ones that we run into, what what the fuck is this like? And Perrin's like, yeah, no, no, Savannah kept the ones that could channel with her. Yes. And that was like a cool, that was a fun little detail that that the Sancho are like, yeah, they keep saying this, because from the Sancho perspective, they're like, wait. If the domain can all channel, there's no such thing as the domain who can't channel. Yeah. And they're so confused by the wise one thing that they don't understand that it's like a cultural difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's just a nice detail in the book that I, I, this whole chapter, 
as much as I hate the Sanchin and I don't want Perrin working with them because they are bad people, mm-hmm. this chapter was handled so well mm-hmm. and it's written, like, this whole conversation is so fucking good mm-hmm. that, like, I... I just loved it. I love Berlin being snippy. I loved Perrin calming things down. I love Perrin waiting until the Sanchen turned to leave and not help them to be like, I actually do have a plan. Yeah. Because you, it, it's a strategy of make them turn back around to you because mm-hmm. they've already left once. It is harder to leave a second time once you've turned around a second time. Yeah. Um, you want, when you're negotiating, you want the other team to get up from the table and get back down to the table because you have more attention the second time. Mm-hmm. And so he waits until they decide to leave and then decide to turn back around to listen again yeah. to lay the plan on them. Like, it just shows that Perrin, the blacksmith tool thing that they keep talking about, uh-huh. Perrin is so fucking smart. And when Robert Jordan, like, writes that element of him, it is such a joy to read. Yeah. Oh, and, God, like, yeah. This this chapter was a joy to read because Perrin is, like negotiating at a high level and fucking rocking it. Yeah. We also get another, like, dragon prophecy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, I have that. Oh, yeah. When the wolf king carries the hammer, thus are the final days known. When the fox marries the raven and the trumpets of battle are blown. Um, obviously, that's uh, Tuan and Matt. Um, but, yeah, the wolf king. That's a fun name for parent. Parents like, yeah, Hopper's going to laugh his ass off at that. But also, I love that Perrin isn't like, that's not me. Perrin's like, oh, fuck, that's me. He's like, he's like worried. Perrin knows. He's worried that it's him. Yeah. He's like, uh, it should have been the young bull, not the wolf king. He would have been like, oh, fuck. No, but I, I sometimes I, like, I think that there's a point in a series where characters have to start believing in the prophecies about them, or else it just gets silly that they're like, it's book 11, they're like, couldn't be me. That's Could, got to be someone else. Couldn't be. Perrin's experienced enough at this point, he's like, oh, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Is this shit about me? God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, so their plan is to get a bunch of fork root tea from these, like, um, warehouses mm-hmm. and such uh, that the Sanchin just have in Medicia, I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> This made me giggle. But I, and, like, I get it. Whatever. It, it, it is fine. It, it's not like a bat. It's not... I, I'm not, like, knocking it. But when I was reading this, I was like, the plan is to... Feed enough tea Just into n- a fucking lake. Yeah, yeah. Nerf, nerf those the, the channelers. <laughs> they and like the Sanchin are like, yeah, we have enough fork root to poison a hundred thousand people. <laughs> That's what I mean. You only need a teeny little bit, I guess. It is so many people. Here's the thing. And you why say, you say lake? The lake could be the size of Lake Ontario, or it, it could be like you know thirty feet across. Do, do, but do you know how much tea you would have to? Put into a 30-foot lake. If it's the I size of Lake Ontario, it's literally impossible. I don't know if they know either. Like, the cost the cost of... <laughs> it's a lake by IEL standards. It's a puddle. It's actually a puddle. There's an aqueduct from it. Like, it is large enough that there's an aqueduct miles away. So it's... It, this is massive. Yeah. Colonel Sanders, uh, don't drop the S's. They'll, you'll, they'll, they'll time you out for it. Um, uh, yeah, the the spam makes it harder for them to click and, and just get the spoilers yeah. away, but uh, I appreciate you trying to help us. <sighs> yeah. Um, Skunji Scun- said, the people are saying they're putting it in the aqueduct. Guys, they're planning to poison 100,000 people. Like, yes. I, I'm not, I don't care what part of the water they're putting the fork root tea into. It is still 100,000 100, people. There's 100,000 Yeah. 
Sand says, think about the size of a water tank. No, no, you guys need to think about how much water needs to get to a hundred thousand people. It's an ins it is an insane amount of tea. Yeah, it's a don't think about it. Yeah, like, you can't. You yeah. can't think about it. It just when I read it, yeah, I was literally down. I was like in my chair laughing at the idea of them. Brandon Moore says poisoning an aqueduct makes no more sense than poisoning a small lake. I agree. It it's is a body of water that is enough to support one hundred thousand people. It's definitely not a small it's feat. Massive. But don't worry about it. <laughs> Hannah Green, thank you for that super chat. It takes the same amount of forkroot to poison a lake as it does fireworks to blow a human-sized hole in a wall. I would argue it actually. I would argue the fireworks make more sense. <laughs> Wow, you heard it here first, folks. hundred. If it's 10 grams per person, 100,000 people is just 1,000 kilograms. That's fine. That's that's tons. That is literally tons of tea. It's no big, no big deal. But you also have to think a lot of that water is going into like laundry and stuff. Like like the amount of water oh. being pulled from that, it's not like everyone's, it's not like they're going to one at a time go up and drink from that tap. Yeah. Rantan Moore, thank you for that super chat. Even 1,000 cups of literal water is too much. Like the, it's just, it is, it is just, the, parents' plan is so fucking insane that I, I, I put it, the book down to but like cackle about it. To dodge neon sized amount of tea. Why? It is it is so it is so insane to think we're going to gather enough for group to poison a hundred thousand people. Eh. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's bad. I don't care. It's gonna happen, whatever. Or it's just not gonna work. And which is the most realistic thing Maybe. is that it doesn't work. But it is just it they might need like a milligram. It is just a, it is a hilarious thing. The parent was like, what if we poisoned 100,000 people? Yes. And make sure they all drink at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I love it. It's bonkers. Don't think about it too much. But I actually love it. I love this plan. I, I think it's going to be absurd when all the wise ones just start being like, whoa. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But James R. says it's also really cold water, too. They bring that up in the book. They're like, we need extra tea because it's cold water. Like, yeah. even the book is like, the logistics of this are not great. But whatever. We're moving on. We're moving on. It's just yeah. so funny. It's it's not bad. I'm not, like, shitting on it. it it's just, it, reading it, I was like, the fuck you are. It's, it's funny to, <laughs> to think about, you know? Yeah. And so, with that insane plan in hand, uh, they shake hands. They shake hands. Oh, um, Wait. Uh, wait, there was one more thing. Oh, um, Perrin um, reveals a piece of paper yes, that paper. he stole from Masima. I was like, no, wait, there's another thing. Because you were like, Perrin doesn't have that. Because I was confused. I was like, I know this piece of paper exists, but I can't remember who had it. And yeah, it was Perrin got it from Masima. They stole it. Um, I didn't even think about this. Embrace, more gays can channel. More gays is going to get knocked out by this. That's going to get, that's going to suck. No character has ever been shit on by a series more than more gays. Morghese is the most, like, fucking, like, shit-on character in anything I've ever read. Yeah, poor Morghese. She gets, like, the short end of She's the straw like, every time. She's been, like, literally raped by multiple characters. Has had her mind fucking, like, taken from her. Was fucking, like, forced to run naked through the snow for hours. Has been whipped, beaten. Like, and is now under threat of being raped at all times. And has to have someone literally protect her 24-7 because the Shido are falling apart. Like, Morghese has the, like, weirdest fucking dark storyline of any character in anything I've ever read. Yeah. If she just dies at the end of this and there was no point to all this, it was just to watch his character be fucking, like, dragged through the mud for, like, seven books. The, what the fuck is going on with this? 
Yeah, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Um, um, so we're with Fayil now. Fayil uh, is um, just dealing with Savannah's bullshit. Basically. Savannah wants 12 people when she's sleeping in case she needs anything. Because she's a fucking disaster of a human. She just needs attention at all times. She's a theater kid. She's like, if I can oh be observed God. by this many people at all times, I will do it. She's like just striding around naked, like picking out her like jewels and stuff. And Fayel's like, it's so embarrassing for me. I know. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, Savannah is the worst, the, the worst of us. Despite being the worst, Savannah is complaining that Galena is getting punished too much. Yes, because um, Galena got absolutely uh, destroyed when she got back. Because she was late, and she tried to make it look like she was accosted, and so until the bruise on her face fades, she will be bruised everywhere else. Everywhere else. And she will run around in a necklace and a waist belt. Yeah, and so I was like, oh my god, I had to have the soles of her feet beaten, and that's not very efficient when I need her to like walk around. I'm like... This, this whole chapter is literally just explaining torture. I, I didn't love it. Um... I get it. I, I'm just kind of at the point with Robert Jordan where I'm like, I get it. The world sucks. You're into some weird shit, dude, and like you 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 lean into it a little bit too hard. It's a lot. There's a and, and it's, it's it's a lot. This chapter here. does bring up that there's also a man who gets beaten. There's one. So in this book, where up until this point we're talking about like discussion of maybe like 17 women getting beaten, mm -hmm. there is one man that has one sentence about it. But don't worry, because there's just paragraphs of what's going on with Galena's nudity. And I'm just like, I don't need this. Yeah, uh, Galena and, like, poor Eliandra later. Eliandra's been raped again in yeah. the camp. Yeah, like, like, oh, my God. I um, just am like, I'm, I'm, it, it's a lot. It, and is, this, it is a lot. That's why I was like, pushed it for me. I was like, if you are uncomfortable with violence against women and that, like, is a trigger for you, like, don't read this series because it's, it's, yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, I just, um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, like. It's a lot. I think that you can, you can, I get it. Like, I, I, it's not like coming into this chapter, I didn't know what was going on with the Shido. We've already, it's already been established. Yeah. And so to just have another chapter that is essentially like, we're going to talk about, um, we're, we're going to just have a whole chapter about what is going on, what tortures the women are enduring so that we can have a couple of lines about uh, Fayil getting the oath rod. Yeah. From some kid that we've never met before. Well, getting the oath rod and, like, planning the escape. Like, you know, that's what's important in this scene. But, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's just it's couched lot, in so much abuse of women. It's a lot. That's mm -hmm. described in, like, such detail. Like, Robert Jordan will cut away from a battle. Will literally cut to the end of an interesting battle sequence. And, like, have the characters kind of remember what happened and move on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, if a woman that. is naked getting spanked, we're going to get all the details about it. Yeah. You're going to find out about it. And I don't know. I just... It, yeah. Yeah. Wait. No, James Smith. Uh, Alejandra gets raped. In, she does. Yeah. Because the... the it, It's not written like she got raped. But the men in the camp who are getting drunk are looking for women to accost. Yeah. And she didn't have anyone to protect her. And, and so she Alejandra, was yeah. assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And so, I don't know. It's just, it, it is, um... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. That's why I this... Gargoyle Love is like, Rand got beat. <laughs> Dude, that was like six books ago. <laughs> Do you know yeah. how many women have been beaten on page since Rand's... Like, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen both ways. I'm just saying that, like, 
Robert Jordan like lingers on it in a way that is it's notable at this point. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering in this in this book, I know and I look, I know Galena's an evil character and I know Alviarin is an evil character. Yeah. But that doesn't it's just it is a lot of this. Yeah. It's just a lot of it. Yeah. And it I don't think it helps the story at all. Yeah. No, I I I look it's like it's one of those things where it's like I get it, the world is bad. You like you don't have to tell me so many times. Yeah. Like, I get it. And you know what? I can fill in the blanks. Like, you know, the Sanchen, they, they're not Sanchen. The, well, yeah, the Sanchen also suck. suck. But the Shido suck. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I'm not under any impression that they are the good guys. Yeah. Um, it is just a lot. And I, I, I think that, like, you know, for, for someone who is going to, like, pick up and read these books, I would warn them first. Because for some people, that it's it's too far. It's Yeah. You know, uh, bad shit happens to everybody. But in like every single POV that we get in this book so far, every single POV, there is a woman being abused. Yes. And and that's the thing. If it was any of them individually, I don't I don't have the same problem with it. My problem is that it is in every single point of view of this book so far. There is a woman being abused somewhere. Yeah. In all of them. Yeah, it's, it's and just so a lot. It's just, it's, it's just, it gets noticeable when you're like, it's not like there's like an army that is doing this and there's an, there, there, and some of the armies aren't. Some of the armies have other kinds of punishments. Yeah. It is that in the White Tower, Alviarin is getting spanked every single morning and she's being spanked so much that she can't sit down. In the Shido, the women have to have protectors because the men are trying to rape them. And also, Savannah and Tharava are beating them constantly Savannah and run, picks, making them run around naked. Just picks people to have beaten for the for the hell of it. Like, like the only POV that doesn't have that is Rodel the Total Rods. Even yeah. even Galad's point of view, which is incredible, is still about him avenging a woman who's been raped. Yeah. So it's like the the focus of this novel is just women being abused in so many ways that like. Um, the, the the culmination of it is that by the time we get to the end of the reading for the week, I'm like, I have read about this so much more than any other single thing. There's a bunch of other things that happen that are very interesting and very good. Yeah. But the thing that I'm reading about the most consistently in this book mm-hmm. is not the plot. It is about this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like 50% that, 50% the other stuff. And like... I, I just, I don't need this much of it and to understand yeah. that the world is bad. I get it. Yeah, that, that's 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 just kind of where we're at. We get it. You, you know, we, we know what's happening. And so it, it, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I would, I would like, you know, warn somebody who was going to read this book that, that they're going to have to, they're going to have to read about this a lot. Um, yeah. It, Robert George is not the only person that does it. They're, like, this is not like a, like, new and novel thing. But after 11 books, it sticks out. I've never read anything like this. Even A Song of Ice and Fire, which I know has been brought up in the chat, has a different... Um, it's not every single POV someone is getting, like, beaten up. But also, it's 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 way more sparse. When the violence in A Song of Ice and Fire happens, it is way more graphic. It is significantly worse violence. Yeah. But it but is... But it's not in every chapter. It's not constant. It, it, there, it's like, it, there's beats that lead up to it. I'm not saying that makes it better. I'm just saying that it isn't as, like, laced through all of the... You know, and, and look, we've been complaining about this for a number of books. I know that people are upset that I bring it up, but it is just something to, it, it's just something that I, I really do feel like 
the the way that slavery is handled in these books and the way that abuse of women in ha is handled in these books is not particularly well done and has not really served the narrative in any way that I found interesting. It's really just kind of been like a background detail of the world is that women are constantly being abused in it. And that to me is just, it's not necessary. And at this point, it isn't interesting at all. Well, and that's the problem, I think, is when you do something too often, mm -hmm. it starts to lose its meaning. And, you know, like there are people who are like, I kind of glossed over that because it just it happens over and over and over again yeah. and so you kind of lose the impact of what that means for the characters i think that there is a better balance of yes the world sucks everybody is kind of getting fucked over hard and like that 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 that's awful but then a balance of like making those moments like impactful when yeah. everybody's just getting beaten all the time it's like just another day at the survey corps but it's also not getting worse. Like, we've been complaining about this for, like, five books. No, yeah. It, we, it, like, it has, it's we have noticed this for a while. And, and that's, just, that's just what I mean. I, I think it would be interesting if it started here. Mm. It, it, like, you know what I mean? Mm. It would be very different mm. if this was the beginning of it. We're like, oh, my God, there's suddenly a lot of abuse in this world. But uh, there's never not. Like, really, since after The Great Hunt, the first two books don't have any of it, right? No, There's, not like, really. the slavery stuff with the collars. Because we're not in the White Tower. <laughs> There's a little bit of it, but even then, there's mostly scrubbing pots. Yeah. The punishment in the White Tower in book two is mostly scrubbing pots, which makes sense. If you're going to punish people, punish them with chores that suck. Yeah. And their hands hurt. And, like, they're they're given punishments. There, there's a point where there stops being other punishments, and all the punishments Only in the series spankings. become spankings. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's just, it's noticeable at this point that we've been talking about for so long. I want to move on. We've talked about it. Um, I think we're done with it. Um, but I, I, I just, I, I can't read this over and over again and have a show where I talk about it and not bring it up. Yeah. Um... Because other than that, I I really do like the first chunk of this book. I think it's so much better than Crossroads of Twilight. I think it's so much better than the first half of Winter's Heart. Like, we're back to, like, the stuff about this series that I love. It just also still has the stuff about Robert Jordan's writing that I don't love. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just how I feel. It's, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's just how it is. Um, yeah, so, uh, Fael got the Oathrod. Um, and a bunch of the Shido are going to go home. They're going to leave. They're going to go back to the... Maybe. Well, they're... I don't uh, think... I, they're talking about it. I think that they will. I don't. And, I think Paris is going to tackle for them. Uh, I don't think they're going to have time to leave, right? Maybe. Maybe the ones that survive Perrin's attack will, but I don't think that maybe. like a significant number of them will leave by the end of the week. I, I, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Somebody went to Ruidian behind Savannah's back. Yeah, I wish we'd met him. Me too, actually. I wish he was like a character, but it was just, kind, just of kind of like of a person. this person left. And I was like, I kind of wish I knew who that was. It, it would have been interesting for it to be a character that we had some perspective on. Yeah. And instead it was just kind of like a random Aiel. Um, but I like the idea that the wise ones sent someone to be the new clan chief behind his back. I, or behind behind the back. back, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah's like, I'm sorry, excuse me? You sent someone to go behind my back and be clan chief? And... Uh, they're always like, you're not clan chief. And you're also not a wise one. Yeah. You're so not really you. shit. <laughs> you are a wetlander. <laughs> at this point. Basically, at this point. Um, she's wearing, like, the way that her jewelry is described, it's shocking she can walk. I know. I'm like, if I had like her, extra, She walks like, around with her hands like this because she has so many rings on that she so can't close her fingers. I know. Her, she hunches because her necklaces are just so heavy. Like, well, and I love the I love the idea that she's like dressed super slutty, but not because the, the, the jewelry hides her cover boobs. it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like that's a choice. It's so it's so fucking weird. Savannah, I just sucks. I want to I I want to get to Tormund Gaiden. 
I want to get past the Sanchen stuff and I want to get past the White Tower, uh, the Aleda stuff. And I want to like, because a lot of the stuff that I have problems with are in those systems. Yeah. And so I'm hoping by the end of this book, we'll have wrapped up the Aleda stuff. We'll have wrapped up the Shido stuff. And like then the, I think the Sancho will take it a little bit longer, but we'll wrap up the latest stuff, we'll wrap up the Shido stuff, and we'll start like focusing these stories back to our characters progressing. I don't even need to like get close to Tarman Gaiden yet. I just need to I just need to know what it is and what our characters are planning for it. <laughs> the, Please. <laughs> I, I just I just want to know what Tarman Gaiden is. <laughs> I just want a prophecy about what the battle like I just like I would love for a little bit more of that. And maybe they never find out what Tarman Gaiden is, and they just have to prepare for any possibility. I guess, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I think it would be really interesting to have some more conversation about Tarman Gaiden from the perspective of like us, because they just keep saying it's, it's, it's almost here. Maybe Min is gonna read about it in one of Herod Fell's books. Maybe. But I don't, I don't think know. Karen Feld would know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Simon Gaiden is the friends we made along the way. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I want to know what it is. Yeah. Please. I, I, I will say, th- this book so far is, like, has some high, high fucking highs. Oh, my God. That Galad yeah. scene, y'all, it's so fucking good. The Rodella Tillerod scene is so good. The Perrin scene, his meeting with Asanchin, is so fucking well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Swan stuff, we didn't talk a lot about it because nothing really happens. It, but but Swan as a character is so fascinating. And her like inability to accept that she loves Gareth Bryan is hilarious. Yeah. In a way that doesn't detract from her character. I really like the way it's written. Yeah. And um, the Bianin reveal. Honestly, the Bianin reveal was a better reveal to me than the Ishamayo reveal. Agreed. Although the Bianin reveal is a real reveal and the Ishamayo one might be fake. might but. be a fake out. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I do hope we see Rand next week. We're reading through chapter 12, so. Um, we get Matt. Oh, is that the next? I see dice. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Where's chapter 12? Oh, okay. Uh, I went too far. Chapter 12. Oh, yeah, no. To the end of chapter 12 would be to, like, there. It's a good chunk of reading. Much shorter than this week. Yeah, because we didn't have the fucking prologue. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, hopefully Rand's in there somewhere, but honestly, I'm not sure. What? Tom and Gaiden is just everyone meeting in a Tim Hortons parking lot and having a West Side Story dance fight. That's so funny. Uh, Silly Palm, it's because Randland is Canada, that's why. Yeah. That's why it's Tim Hortons. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, guys, this book so far, for the most part, fucking slaps. Yeah. Um, very, very, very happy to be, like, back into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it's going because it feels like we are finally at a point where our characters are like, we have to act now, and I'm excited to see that because that's the thing that I've been waiting for for so long, and um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm as we, as we keep going, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back, feeling like I want to pick up the reading as soon as po- the podcast is done today, yes, as opposed to Crossroads of Twilight where I like was like, I'll get to it eventually, yes. Yes. Right now, like, all I want to do is read Matt's next chapter. And so I'm, I'm really happy. I think this book is, uh, you know, uh, other than the stuff that we talked about today, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm going to be honest the whole way through. I'm never going to just, like, suck it off to suck it off. But, um, yeah, I, I really I really think this book is quite fantastic. I um, agree 100%. Um, we are reacting to Chapter 20. Thank you, Dakuna. Um, so that's going to be not next section, but the following section. I Yeah, um, I think it's in Section 3. Or no, maybe it's 4. I don't know. Chapter 20. Doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> 
And so that's going to be fun. Um, we also, um, I feel like maybe we should talk about this first, but um, we are going to be in London. Yeah. Uh, for Star Wars Celebration. We are going we to have a panel. Have a panel. Uh, Let us on the for, chat if you're going to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, for the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. We'd love to see you there. Um, if you are in the area but you're not interested in Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. we are going to pick a pub nearby on Thursday night, which is like, what, the 5th, I think? Yeah. For, 5th or 6th. Uh, we're going to pick a pub. We're going to go. We're going to have a few drinks. We're going to chill out. Dakuna's going to be there. Um, it might just be Dakuna, but it, hey, if you live in or nearby London, uh, we'll post in the Discord yeah. where where we're going to just meet up and, and hang. Um, obviously, if you can't get to Star Wars Celebration, we totally understand that. Uh, the panel there is um, for a Star Wars book. It's not for the wheel. Yeah, now. we're covering uh, Sam obviously. Meg's book, Battle Scars. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's going to be fun. And hopefully we'll get to meet some of y'all book clubbers, some Nargs. Um, I just, I felt, I, I was like, I feel like I should let people know. We'll remind you uh, as, uh, you know, as the weeks go by um, in case you're like, that's too far in advance for me to even, like, think about. Uh, for those of you who are interested, there is a limited edition gray Narg beanie in the store right now. So yeah. go get your limited edition beanie. Uh, it will only be up for the week or forever if we like the way it if looks. we really like it. We'll tell you next week how limited it is. It might be limited to forever or it might be limited to this week. So who knows? Yes. Um, if you know any artists who are fans of Wheel of Time, please send them my way. In the Discord, please. Um, yeah, message me on like Discord. Um, I will do my best to try to be on top of that. At the end of our show, we do high-low. That mm-hmm. starts with Claire doing her high, I do my low, she does her low, I do my high. We compliment sandwich this biche because when I was a kid, this is how my family stayed close. We would get together at the dinner table and we would commiserate over each other's lows and celebrate each other's highs. Today, Clarus, what is your high from The Knife of Dreams, chapters prologue through uh, chapter five? I think I know what your high is. So I'm going to try and like... No? No. Really? Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to go with fucking Galad. Okay, you did. Oh, okay, you no, wait, okay, out. wait. Never no, 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 you take, you take it. I'll, I have another one, I have another one. You have another one? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the Galad scene was an incredible way to start a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it means for the change in the world, what it means for the change in this character and surrounding characters, it was so fucking cool. I loved it all. It, like, the book started on the highest of highs. And Galad's really cool. I also, I still don't hate Gawain. I, I'm, I still don't understand... Why y'all hate him? Um, but Galad is like fucking S tier character for me now. We gotta do a new character ranking stream. Yeah, we do. We'll do that at the end of the Rob Jordan stuff. Yeah. At the end of the book. Yeah. Um, my low is the first second chapter. I it was a letdown to me. I, I I really felt like it was it was just too pedestrian and in uh, other than like the the woman abuse stuff that we talked about. Um, yeah. I, I just I I really was. I the 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 Forsaken chapter before the battle for the taint um, was so good, mm-hmm. and the like teasing about whether the Dark One would still trust the men after the taint. Like there was so much set up in that chapter that I thought this chapter was going to comment on or resolve or or have a perspective on, and it just kind of had no perspective. And um, it ended with them being like, "And now go kill Matt and Perrin, the thing that's been the goal since the beginning." So yeah, the Forsaken chapter just to me was just kind of a nothing burger and. Um, I don't know. It just it, it was right. it was a it, it it didn't do any of the things that I wanted that chapter to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, Dakuna, no, definitely did not see that coming. Uh, my low is also in that chapter. Honestly, my low is the Ishamayo thing. I yeah. like really hope it's not Ishamayo. If it is, whatever. But it was kind of a weird way to reveal it, and 
I hope that, I, I don't know. I just never found a Shamil particularly interesting. And yeah. so for me, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Although it makes sense for the show version, because I do like the show version of a Shamil. I think that actor is really good. And so it would make the show version a little bit easier to do for yeah. me. But yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, my high is um, Egwene, weirdly. Uh, other than glad. Like, oh, it would have been really smart to hide my weaves. No, that is definitely in my lows of Egwene being an idiot. No, I, uh, I really like the moment in the White Tower where Egwene is um, like, I am who I am. And uh, the White Tower is like, you can't beat the White Tower. We're going to break you. And Egwene's like, you're not. And it's not It's not like, I'm so great you're not. Yeah. It's just Egwene being like, no, I'm good. I'll stay here. I'll fight from the inside. There's nothing that you can do to me that would actually affect my mission. So do what you want. I'm I'm good. I am a Gwen Alvir. I fucking rock, and I don't need to be pompous about it. I don't need to be arrogant in the way that the other Isadai are. I just need to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about the way that that was written that I meant to bring up earlier and I didn't. But um, no, there's something about template. the way that it was that that it was written that I was like, you know what? I really appreciate a a Gwen in this moment. Not with no backing, without Swan, without anyone there to like defend her. She really has like come into her own, and um, I, you know, I Egwene's been a weird character. She's been kind of all over the map in terms of what how I feel about her. Going back to the moment with Nynaeve, where I was like, Egwene is an F tier character that I will never like again. Um, and um, I'm still, you know, I still think that moment sucks, and I think that it's not a good moment for the character. But in this moment, I, I just I, she it was written in a way that I really appreciated her kind of. For the first time, just being centered. And there aren't a lot of characters who feel that way in The Wheel of Time. So to have a character who's just like, I'm good. I can handle this. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And they're not screaming about it. Yeah. It's really, yeah, yeah. It's it was just, nice to see. It was like almost like Jedi Zen, like calm. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I can handle it. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I loved it. I, yeah. I, I think that's a great high, actually. Well done. Yeah. Rushed it. Y'all, thanks for being here. Um, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. This episode, that algorithm goddess is probably, I mean, like, honestly, um, uh, Berlain. But she gets that, like, <laughs> sick fucking burn on the Sanchin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just loved it. I loved Berlain so much here. Uh, mostly because she's not being a fucking weirdo towards Perrin anymore. Yeah, that is nice. I love that Perrin is like, she's kind of hotter now that she's not all over me. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Because she was annoying as fuck before. Um, Perry Wolf, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. By the way, the Tucson Hybrid gets great reviews. Good, because we're about to go buy one. Yeah. (laughs) If it's it's still there when we get there, we will take a photo of the new Lady Jon Snow. No, we're going to... No, it needs a new name. Well, well, yeah. Well, well, you guys can help us come up with a name uh, in the Discord. It'll probably be Wheel of Time related at this point. Um, Probably. Who's a a good white Aja member that we can... Should we name it Alviarin? No. No, no. Y'all, if you are on Apple, go to Apple uh, iTunes and rate this podcast five stars. Leave a comment on that review and we will read it in the future on the show. Uh, I promise we will be getting back to doing those. Uh, There haven't been a lot of new reviews, so we just haven't anything to read. But if you want to have us read something from you uh, and you don't want a super chat, a free way to do that on the show, go rate us five stars. I will literally read anything. I've read some weird shit. So just go do that. Thank you. It is the best way to help us grow. Not that I think we'll really grow at this point um, mm-hmm. until Memory of Light, at which point I think a lot of people who've like left will come back and check it out because we're at the end. But mm-hmm. um, this is a diehard podcast for people who are willing to sit through three hours of us talking about these books. Yeah, y'all are just as mad as we are. Even um, though it was literally like an hour and 40 minutes of prologue and then an hour of everything else. I know. 
I, we figured. Because the prologue fucking rocked. It was The great. prologue was so fucking good. Prologue oh slapped. Yeah. We, you, you love to see it. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the video, and uh, we're about to talk about sex, so leave if you don't want to hear it. Baby, let's talk about you and me. Smut Corner! Smut Corner is The arrived. part of the show that we won't do at Star Wars Celebration because we're not allowed. Let's add sex to this section. Um, um, well... Halima um, and Grendel's weird fucking orgy of just strepongreals. I'm talking, like, face dildos. I'm talking butt plugs. Yeah. I'm talking, like... Baddragon.com trollic dicks. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Trollic dicks. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm talking they ha- they're like going through like all the kinks. Yeah, yeah. You know I that- love that Erengar like fucking pulls her hair in the middle of and she's just like <laughs> That's hot. You know no, you know that turned her on. You know she went. Her dress Daddy. turned red. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 smut corner is actually that um Fail's hiding spot for the rod. It's not up her sleeve, I can tell you that much. So um, Roland's going to be the one to find it? Roland is going to find the rod. I really hated the whole Roland being like, what happens when your guy Shan doesn't matter? Your husband can't be mad about this it. This isn't like, Vegas. This like, is that's weird. not how that works. I really hope she doesn't, like, sleep with him to get out of there and then, like, have to hide that from Perrin or some shit like that. That would be weird. Although, like, yeah. It's one of those weird things where it's like, would Perrin be upset if Fael was like, look, to get out of this situation, I had to fuck this guy. I hope you can forgive me. Like, it's a weird place I to be I think he in. will be mad if she lies about it and hides it. But I, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. If I was ca- kidnapped and I got back to you and I was like, I'm so sorry, I had to do this, like, thing. And Will you please forgive me? Like, I feel like that's very different than trying to hide it and not being yeah, But I also wouldn't it. be mad if you were like, hey, I got laid tonight. It was very fun. That's true. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, good. Tell me about it. In detail, please. Tell me more. Please show me. I want to know about your nightly orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, my I'm God. Just, I, I wouldn't be that mad, right? You look like a little elf. Especially with the green and the red. It's very Christmas. I don't know. I I, I, I just, that's not something I care about. So No, like, no, I know. For me, it's like kind of whatever. But yeah, no, I think repairing it would matter. But I think her sure lying to him would matter more. I'm sure. I'm sure it would. Um, um, but yeah, we all know where that rod is hidden. I'm just saying. I'm trying to think if there are any other good... Any other moments. I feel mm. like Parava or Pavara. Whatever, I Pavara. Can't. Pavara and her friends probably are getting some of that, like, good yeah, lesbian. Because yeah. she's a red, right? Like, she's, like, probably... She looks to women for some stress relief. I feel like they're very stressed in their, like, hunt for the dark friends, hunt for the rebels. And they're probably turning to each other for that. Which is Which is nice. You know, yeah, that woman who yeah. came out of retirement uh, with a mouth like a sailor, you know, she does other things with that mouth. Yeah. What that mouth do? Show me what that mouth do, it's Pavara. It's very dirty. Uh, y'all, this has been a great book club. Thanks so much for being here. This has yeah. been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for everyone who contributed to the Jaguar Fund. We are not going to buy a Jaguar, but we are going to keep your money. Um, wow. Uh, we are apparently going to go buy a car because you guys said to. So uh, let's go do that. This is going to be a fun week ahead of us. Um, Sunday, there's a bonus episode of Attack on Titan going up. Uh, it's the Ilsa's notebook reaction, uh, because then on Tuesday, the no regrets reactions are going up. And then on Thursday, episodes three and four of season two. Uh, so there's going to be five episodes of Attack on Titan in the next week. Uh, that's going to be fun. Um, what else? Uh, Mandalorian season two or season three, episode two on Wednesday. Hell yeah. I didn't expect Mandalorian to be our worst performing video in a long time. So that was strange. 
Um, but uh, Last of Us penultimate episode, my favorite word, on Monday. Yeah. Expanse episode nine on... Or no, tonight. Tonight. Expanse episode eight. Y'all, the fucking craziest episode of The Expanse yet. Uh, holy shit, the oh. reveal at the end is fucking nuts. Yes. We lose our minds in that reaction. Uh, thank you to Brandon for doing such a good job editing it because I fucked up recording the audio. And then... Um, yeah, you're the best. Thank I'm missing one thing. to our editor. Um, we're only going to, think, react to one chapter in this book uh, for patrons. Chapter and, 20. Yeah, uh, patrons and uh, members. Um, I think that's everything. That's everything. Uh, we will be live Monday, so uh, come hang out with the nightly oh, morning show. Nightly morning show. Yeah, we we're going to bring back the morning show for the month of March because we have time for it. For a few of them, anyways. Uh, do something internet, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.